This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match, big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the mind. Yo, what up, though? It's your man Jake Johnson, aka the Tinfoil Hat Titan. A.K.A. the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the Technology Snob. Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice because all the hoes say J.U. Ice. Young Caesar because you know you can't run without me. <laughs> Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, dog? I wouldn't mean to laugh during your intro, but I was on Twitter. I'm this nigga stack. was like, Cisco really had y'all young niggas' mamas in the bar showing their thongs, and he is not lying. A lot of y'all mamas was, was no-limit soldiers back in the day, and it's your man, Dane. Three underscores, 313, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, your thong-wearing mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see, not you, Otis, it's no better than these four letters, thank God for dame, and if you speaking on dame, you better say it nice, and if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right, it's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch all rise. Yo, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode 356. On you hoes. I got to go back to court. Damn. I'm talking about this this Judge Dame shit, this Judge Boss Dame shit. I got to go back to court on the 20th. Well, you know, everything no, no, this, out. This, no, it's going to work out because I said last year I was, I was like three more cases away from having like my life all the fuck way together. This is one of those three that I just got to deal with. They just want money. They're not yeah, trying to lock me up. them people what they owe. You feel me? And then I, you owe them niggas, <laughs> I owe them niggas like damn near a stack. I just don't want to depart with it. I was talking about that shit on Twitter. Like, you know, everybody be doing the credit repair and shit like that. Like, you just got to pay them niggas their money, dog. That shit ain't going away. No, you. No. <laughs> so It'll go away temporarily so somebody can run your credit and shit. But, like, until you pay them niggas what they owe, dog. So, you know, in a in a shady part of my life, me and some niggas I know used to do credit repair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to make a couple extra dollars yeah. and help out the community. We used to do credit repair. Some of that shit you can make like shake. Because like these motherfuckers really just be having the information you put on the application or it'd be like secondhand info. So like they sell the debt and sell the debt to somebody else. So like nigga, if my name if you got Damien and my name is fucking Damien, like nigga, that ain't me. That ain't me. Well, Get that to, shit off my credit. To be perfectly honest, I don't. I've been signing a different name on my <laughs> on my signature for fraud. Like 10 years. Fraud, motherfucker, but fraud. That shit don't matter. If somebody seen you do that shit, you can put X. Yeah. That shit is Look, my you. nigga, <laughs> I don't want to get in. I don't want to get too much. You know, I bought a half million dollar house back in the day with no fucking money down, and they just ran my credit. 
And like, nigga, I ain't had no business to be up in this bitch. I get it. Absolutely no business. And when I when I lost the motherfucker and they foreclosed on this bitch, they tried to come after me for that money. No, sir. I ain't pay a fucking dime. I walked away. Now, my credit was fucked the fuck up for, you know, a couple years. But like. A quick seven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bank. But the bank was like trying to press me for the money. Nigga, I did the. I did the motherfucking West Side two step on them hoes. They couldn't get a dollar from a nigga. Hey man, um, yo, just pay them niggas what you owe, dog. Nah, no, you no, can't, you can't go around here owing niggas money. You know who else I'm about to fight again? That doctor that that, Le- that try- legitimately pay that nigga his money. He can your life. I almost died twice in that nigga's <laughs> office, and I had to think. The, I had to think about the first time because I had a seizure in that nigga office, and then this motherfucker gave me some medicine, nigga. But this nigga gave me a shot. It wasn't for like you know, one for no STD or nothing. But the nigga gave me a shot, <laughs> and nigga, by the time I left the office and walked to my car, I couldn't breathe. Nigga, the only thing that fucking saved me, it was like a nurse coming out and she seen me like, she's like, we need to get you to the hospital. Matter of fact, I think that's a shout out to Dane for being a trooper. We recorded the pie from your hospital. I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital. But nigga, I was, I was gasping for air. And I remember she wanted to drive me to the hospital. And I was like, bitch, you can't leave my, you can't leave my car here. They're going to tow it. And you know, I was, I was doing some nefarious shit with my license and registration and proof of insurance. I had to take the, I had to drive myself to the hospital. But nigga, as soon as we got to the parking lot, nigga, I couldn't walk two parking spaces. I was like down on both knees. And she had so to go and get me a wheelchair because you should have ran. I should have. I should have bit. I should have got out my car and dropped to the ground in front of this nigga office and just, <laughs> you know, just acting like I was going to die. I should have thought about that shit. No, you was literally about to die. That's what you should have been, <laughs> <laughs> been thinking about saving your fucking life. I'm but, thinking about my car not getting impounded because I'm dirty as fuck out on Farmington. Got that. So once you get all your shit together, you should have been trying to sue for malpractice or some sort of negligence. Not a nigga that sued you and he go in. I don't think I don't think the uh what is it? What, what you the statute of limitation might still be on my side, my nigga. Alright. So I'ma try I'ma try and get this nigga. I'ma try and get this nigga. We'll see if that worked before this week comes. <laughs> Uh, it ain't really good. I'm going to sue this nigga for like 100 racks. I'm going to do it's just something ridiculous. Maybe 200. You want some? <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. Do four, nigga. I'm, I'm a, I want to put this nigga out of business. I mean, he was literally trying to help you, though, right? I mean, that, that, that's neither here nor there at this point. That that part of the story don't matter. Black doctor? Nah, he was he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't. I thought you said he was black. This is Black History Month. You trying nah, to if it was a black a, if it was a, the, if it was a black man, I'd have been real pissed about this nigga trying to come at me for that little bit of money. <sighs> Solely nine thousand dollars. He could eat that shit. All doctors eat that shit. Why he coming? Why you fucking with me? I know he a broke ass bitch, so I'm a I'm a try and squeeze the blood out this motherfucker. The nigga who owe a nigga money, <laughs> broke ass motherfucker. I'm a try and squeeze this nigga to death. Uh, shit, fuck uh, that nigga, fuck that nigga, fuck that nigga. All right, I'm gonna give you a good three seconds in between before I introduce our guest, so you can't. Won't you kill? Oh no, no, no. I, like, all right, I'm over it. I'm all over. Right, it. I'm all over. Right. It. I'm we over do it. got a special guest in the building. Uh, we're gonna let you go ahead and introduce yourself. 
It's Skeechy Michi, the big one, the golden child, the wrist rocker, the Finkel legend, the goat, the godly one, the chosen one, the one that came for it all, the one that won't stop, the one that want eternal life, the one that fuck with immortals. I just like how y'all did that, so I just wanted to get that. Hey, man, I'm glad you came. We didn't even prep you, but you came ready. You came ready. I fuck with immortals. We're talking about it, man. Right? That's the kind of shit I like here. But like dudes that rap, they be ready. Yeah. They be ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got a special guest in the building. Appreciate you uh, tapping in with us. How you feeling today, my brother? How was your week? Uh, my my week was good. Every day when I wake up, it's kind of like I'm never content. So every day it's an ongoing battle to to be better every day. All right. You know, every day I wake up, I just manifest something new. We'll dig that. We'll dig that. You know, you when you reached out to me, I'll be honest. I I ain't, I ain't know like. A lot about your music, a lot about you. We get a lot of people that DM us, and I ran it past Jay because I was like, I just, you know. But yo, but you, when you reached out, the city the approach was, was different. It was different. Yeah, I was like, I kinda, I kind of want to talk to him because yeah. a lot a lot of niggas that reach out to us, like no shade to nobody, but like if we don't know you, we don't have a rapport. You just ain't on our radar. We just be not to say that we won't talk to niggas, but we kind of handle it a little bit differently. But like. You was you was persistent with it in a professional way, and I was like, man, I mean, we ain't Friday wide open. Let's see if you want to come through. So we appreciate you being here. We're looking forward to getting more into your story and talking about you later on in the episode. Jay, we got a couple shits that went down this week, and um, I'm glad we introduced you because now you can kind of kind of spill in on on the shit we got going on. Uh, the NBA been crazy as fuck this week. My nigga Brown broke the scoring title, scoring record. Shout right out there. to him. You facts, know. facts. Does shout this, out to him. Does this make him? No, but shout out to him. Okay. I mean, it's and who knows where it's going to end at either? Because he broke it, but I mean, he probably got you know two, three, three, four more years. Another two. I can see him playing another two. He playing one I, with I, his son. I see. I see him playing with his son for sure. Yeah, for sure. So he what play. is he a senior in high school? He play. I don't know. I don't think he's a senior yet. No, no. He this is this is last year. This. This, this year, this, currently, he gradu he graduated. I thought he was a junior. Nah, he graduated this year, and then he got to play. He got to be one re year removed from high school. Yes, so, I mean, so so another season. But wouldn't it's the year where the NBA about to let the eligibility back open? Though they might, but I don't think. You don't I mean, think they it's do possible. it for Brian. They do it for Brian. Do you think his young dog good enough to go from high school straight to the league? What's good enough? Like I nobody mean, a good enough player. Most of niggas who, what you think first? I Honestly, I think Brian is not about to let him even fall and make that leap that fast. I think they're going to get a good year of wreck somewhere. He about to be training with million-dollar trainers. Absolutely. He, Brian might, when when little Bronny ready, that nigga might got three more inches on him. And we didn't even, yeah, he, we, we don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, little bro look cold, actually. He look good. I think, I that think that's. I think that's a better look. Let him go to either let him go to a really good school for a year, get some like college coaching, or let that nigga go to the G League for Man, a season. Was, that's what I was thinking. How many, for the G how League. many teams in the league? 32? 32. Yeah. 32 niggas got picked in the first round. How many names you know right now? Last year, thirty-two niggas got picked in the first. You round. never know how you never know how these young dogs gonna pan that's what out. I said, you just don't know. That's why I said what's good enough. People get drafted off talent, and what I what I think you can become in a couple years. We know the, the draft's so sketchy. You you we can't the, you can't never bet on that shit. What I'm saying is, 
Bronny is going to the league because we know the genetics he come from. Ain't like he out here ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And whoever picks him up got LeBron for at least a year. Yeah. It's not a bad deal. Two for one. Yeah. So he's 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 playing in the league. Okay. For sure. Oh, for sure. That'd be that that some shit like that's never been done before. Like a father son combo. That'd be dope. Not in not in the NBA. No, not no. no I know it was. I remember Griffey Junior. Griffey Senior yep. did it. I think it's been and done in hockey. Got, and they both got home runs uh, on the same day. Yeah. That's some that's some that's, that's dope. Some G shit. You that's gangster. Like what if Brian play with Bronny and the motherfuckers with a title? That'd be crazy. But, but it ain't happening. The NBA write that shit. You know the NBA was. Active this week, writing the Story fucking script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nigga yeah, Kyrie. They hit us yeah. with the season, uh, the mid season finale. You feel me? Right before All Star break, let's write yeah. this shit. Dog, I legit woke up in the middle of the night just to use the restroom real quick, and I looked at my phone and it was like KD got tr- got traded to the Suns. I'm like, nigga, I ain't really up yet. Like, I'm gonna go back <laughs> to sleep. Fake news. I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? And I and I saw it on Instagram. And you know, you see fake pages and shit mm-hmm. all the time. So I'm like. All right, I'm just gonna go to sleep because somebody yeah. fucking with me. And yeah. then when I woke up and seen that shit on Sports Center, I was like, God damn, Phoenix going for it all this year. No faking. See, my my, my man's was just a part of that crazy trade too. Cool. Uh, Finney Dell Smith mm. getting traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, that's my man's. All right. So I'm about to be back in Brooklyn. All right. Out there all the time. You feel me? I I, I don't think he tripping for real. I text him like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, new beginnings come with new blessings. You know what I'm saying? Hold right. your head up. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what it be when NBA players get traded. I don't think they they more so trip of being traded. It's the foundation that they built off the court. Yeah, niggas got places here. The, the kids is going to school out here. And that's what Kyrie. Uh, I mean Russell Westbrook' wife was talking about. She, she was like, she like, I got school age kids. The kids they 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 in the papers or online. They had a ESPN had a headline like. Uh, a vampire has left the, the the locker room, referring to Russell Westbrook in the L.A. locker room. Who said that? Uh, ESPN. Oh. Uh, they got some articles, and she was like, yo, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to talk to my five-year-old and trying to explain to him that his father is not a vampire because he's at an age, he's a school-age children where kids at school are repeating the bad shit they hear on ESPN about their father and, like, like they just just soulless, you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't like how a nigga hoop, cool, you know what I'm saying? But when you start using adjectives about somebody's personal life and calling them out of their names, that's when it get get it wild. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. Uh, you can say you know, off shooting night, he been in a slump, whole nine yards. Call a nigga a vampire? Like damn. So I had a home I had a homeboy of mine that played in the NFL for a couple seasons, and he I remember he he got drafted by Atlanta. Then he got traded to, fuck, he was on the West Coast. He got traded to San Francisco. And he was like, you know, the biggest, and he would say the same thing. I ain't tripping on getting traded. It's just, you know, part of the business, you know, shit like that goes. But he was like, nigga, you know, I got kids that's been in this school system four years. Now, it's almost like you're a military family. Like, you want your kids with you. Now they got to travel, pick up their lives. You got to find new schools. Got to find a crib. Like, if you're just a single man and you're getting traded, fuck it. I get me a condo in whatever live-ass city I'm in and yep. shit, just live good, you know. <laughs> fuck some new hoes. You know, shit like that. But, like, if you a nigga with 
two, three kids and a wife, like a family, you got a lot more shit to think about and a lot more shit. You can't just live in a condo. Like, you got to find a home Fact. for your fucking family. Uh, we niggas, we're going to find a home in the off season. Right now, you're going to sit your ass in this condo while, while daddy <laughs> take care of the family. While I work, I go to money. work. Yeah. Like, you know what you signed up for. You knew this shit was coming. I mean, you want Dior. You pray for days like this. You want Dior. You want Lewis and all of that other shit. <laughs> like, I got to go to work to get it. Yeah, for real. You won't live in a 5,500 5, square foot home. Like, shit, I got to get off my ass so you can so you can have that shit. So. I need Josiah fired by All-Star Weekend, dog. Why? He's the worst GM I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, some other niggas. Give me a name worse than him. Dog. That's I, that, that's Brooklyn? Yeah. Uh, GM? Yeah. You know, it's a, he's a Detroit legend, but I will never forgive him. Joe Dumars should Don't be fired. Don't even disrespect him to put him in this, the name as worst gym ever. Let, hold, hold, like hold, 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 let, hold. let me let I'll let you go, and then I, I'm a I'm a spit my shit about why I don't fuck with Joe D. All right, but that got nothing to do with the worst gym ever. That nigga was a. He's player. up there. He's up there. All right, he's up there. All right, get the jokes off, because ain't no way in the world you think a nigga, jokes a, a nigga who put a put jokes? together an NBA team who won a championship is comparable to a nigga who lost KD. Kyrie uh, Harden signed another nigga who don't shoot the I'm gonna, ball. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. I have to say, excuse me, one time. I know I want you to say your piece and everything about it, right? Okay. But Joe Dumars is my family. So... That don't you can keep them like how you said? Like we I'm gonna keep if, the gloves. We up. Talk keep about, the gloves. If up. we talk about basketball, keep it. That's yeah. one thing. You feel me? That's family. His son, his family. They're going to watch this. That's that's fine. I love Joe. Let the record D- reflect. I'm fucking with Joe Dumars. <laughs> I, I okay, love, before I knew that. I love okay. jo- I love Joe D with the number four on the back. That's the Joe Dumars that I love. I am a Bad Boys fan. It is Joe Dumars, the GM that, that you I, love. Fucking come, too. Okay, but <laughs> who put together that team that won the championship? Look, look, j- look give me the listen, name of the GM to put that team. Joe together. Dumars. Okay, then. Look, let me scoot a little bit over here. Look, look, yeah. Joe. Joe found some trash, dusted it off, turned it into a championship. No, that's not how it worked. He a found. He found enough of, to see Jay. what other people don't see. Or oh, I know what this is worth, and I'm gonna get it. It ain't like a. I didn't roll the dice. And be like, oh shit! Look, it's Ben Wallace. I picked Ben Wallace for a reason. That's that's fine. We didn't. I don't think that when people made that Jerry Stackhouse trade, we thought we were getting a fucking defensive icon. We don't do this shit for a living. Niggas who do that shit for a living, no. So look, these are my these are my reasons that I have an issue with Joe D. Number one, I don't give a fuck what people say about that Darko trade. If we would have got mellow, that would have changed the trajectory of the Pistons for at least a good decade. Still won a championship. Thanks. We won one, but with Mello, we probably would, we could have won two to three more. We assume. Easy. All right. X. All right. Second thing that has my blood boiling with Jody is the Rodney Stuckey pickup. And just, just hear me out. Rodney Stuckey had one good playoff run, and we thought – and it, and it looked like Chauncey could be expendable because of Rodney Stuckey and what he looked like. But right, so we traded Chauncey for an aging Allen Iverson, and the AI trade set us back tremendously. What year was that, nigga? I don't remember the year off the it, top it, of my head. It's like oh five, oh six. Oh, six. Yeah. When but, did Joe D become a a, a, a the GM? Because you can't wait to the. You can't wait to. All right, I don't like one of his decisions. I don't like two of his decisions, and then bring his name up while I'm talking about 
the worst GM I've ever seen in my life. There's more. Now you There's can have more. that opinion because who likes the Darko trade, right? Cool. But niggas didn't know. <laughs> we knew you, we knew that AI was 157 when he put on a Pistons uniform. He wasn't the AI that was killing the East. Like we mm-hmm. got we got a diluted version of Allen Iverson. Yeah. We we really did. Hey, but you you cold though. Jo- Josh and then the Josh uh what was his name? Josh Smith. So another trade that f- another signing that fucked us up, along with Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva. We were trying to do the same thing all over again, but them pieces couldn't ball together. And then, because I st- I, there's still more. There's still more. We picked up Mo Cheeks, and then we got Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings and that Achilles stopped them from – but Mo Cheeks wasn't really, wasn't really fucking with Brandon Jennings and giving him the run that he needed on the court. Then Andre Drummond. So, time out. So, t- I just want to make sure I understand. Okay. So, you blaming the GM for a nigga tearing his Achilles and what the coach decided to they, – they, There was a lot of friction between Mo Cheeks and – and Brandon Jennings and before or after they both got hired and put on the team because like how you t- when they you both talk about the friction between the coach and the player what the fuck that got to do with the GM you, you make you make the you make the behind the scenes every decisions single to get the person on every single team got an issue one of them players got an issue with now, their coach now, now what I'm so I'm just gonna wrap it up with this Brandon we, Jennings bought out when he was here but I want I want to touch on what you said though I got to give I got to give flowers when I post to yo two first. Segs me that you said valid points. That that Rodney Stuckey and that Darko was valid. I hate to keep plugging, but can I can I can I plug go in? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Josh Smith, that's my man's too. Smooth, what's up, Smooth? Andre Drummond, Vegas, Miami, matching parties. <laughs> I had my young dog with me. He almost was saying some shit. Drummond looking at him like, "What the fuck is he on?" We it was a whole bunch of females in there. My young dog keep walking up to the females like. You an angel? She like, huh? He like, you see what you, what you enjoying right now? You in heaven. I say, bro, you got to chill the fuck you, out. You scaring them. You, you scaring, scaring them. Drummond like, they, they cooking the food. Drummond rookie of the year? They cooking the food. No. No, he won rookie of the year. Drummond like. Don't give him that much. Y'all got to. Like, excuse me, man. I think it's time for everybody to go. I'm like, the food ain't even done yet. My man's like, did we end up staying? Because my other dog, Free Vo, he doing. He fighting the case right now, but Vo, he like a leader too. Thrust guys, he like, man, we gonna absorb the energy. We gonna stay here. The, the vibes is positive. Then Drummond, kind of cool. Now, could we have my brother with us, Trey Burke? Okay. That's how we even got even there with Drummond. That's my brother. Shout out I to I wish TV. you would have picked up Trey Burke in the draft. Like, <laughs> it's just a. Just a lot of things I don't agree with, and so and that makes so, him the worst GM. So that's what I mean. Uh, all right, we all can right, have a conversation all right, about all right, all right, the Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Nets GM is way worse. All right, I, maybe I can look. I walk. Nigga ain't never won nothing. I will walk back the worst GM. What I will say is that I am a passionate Pistons fan. That is my team. I ride or die with them niggas year in and year You're fucking not out. Team I no just favors right I now. just because I just want to see them niggas to be successful. Joe Sy and you just spent ten minutes disrespecting Joe D. I just <laughs> how does that work? I just wish Joe Joe D would have made a couple different tweaks. That's all. How you feel about the Pistons now though? I feel like my Pistons now are on an upswing. Mm-hmm. The James Wiseman pickup, I like it. I like it. We got some bigs down on the blocks. I wish we could have kept Sadiq Bay because that he a scorer. Score. He a scorer. But, you know, 
You you in order to play in the East, you need big men. I mean, it's just Boston got Boston got bigs. Milwaukee got bigs. You got we got if you're gonna match up in the playoffs, you're gonna run up against Giannis. And you can't stop him, but if you ain't got bodies to throw at him to slow him down, you ain't got no chance. I feel like my Pistons are two players away from contending. Who who is the young guy on the Pistons? I always forget his name. He young. Dark skin and big. Duran. Jalen Duran. Duran. You put Wiseman and Duran down on the block, them niggas going to hold it down. They going to hold it down. But I feel like my Pistons, two players away. Like what What type of two players away? Superstar player or just two fitting pieces? So they going to get a lottery pick. You know, I, I feel yeah. like they're going to I feel like they're going to get a top, lottery top pick. Top five pick? No. I think I think that's a little ambitious. They going to fuck us? Yeah. They're not going to let us get two Two like top five picks in three years. Like yeah. I just don't see the script going that way. Yeah. You know who I would love to see in a Pistons uniform? He 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 balling he balling out right up right up the street. My nigga Imani Bates. Woo. I feel like Imani Bates would be I want him get him home. I would yeah, love dog. for him to ball, but I don't want him home. I'd rather it's a lot of out. shit that come with, with coming back so to the crib. You ain't, you ain't like the Ipsy move? It's not that I I mean I don't want to like say you did the wrong move as a whole person but like sometimes it's easier when all your friends and family not right right there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can be away from everything, get zoned out. Not yeah. saying he can't do it here. But he been balling up at Eastern but like you, we never see it cuz Eastern don't play nobody. Exactly. I I knew he was going to be great. I'm in the projects chilling in the projects. His close friend there this nigga got Imani Banks tatted on his mother, on top of his fucking eyebrow. Wow. I say, damn, this shit's serious. I had I had nothing bad to say about it because that's your people and you love yeah. them like that and shit. I'm riding with you. He got that motherfucker right there. He, I just seen him at the piss again. He got that motherfucker right there. I'm like, that nigga warrior. The, the only thing, I, I'm with you on that point. Like, being close to the crib bring his own set of problems. I just hope that he got a good, strong team around him that if... If by some reason he would have become a piston, like I mean, they keep I'm him not together. I'm gonna be mad. He comes yeah. to pistons. I mean, I watch uh, what's some a couple of you uh, Instagram NBA switch cultures and uh, I forget the other dude who named me break down this shit. But uh, Rashard Phillips be breaking down shit too um, on Twitter. Shout out to I mean on uh Instagram, fucking Detroit hoop legend. Yeah. Um, but like Imani Banks is cold, like. Two players away, and my Pistons will be – they're going to be in the mix. Give them another year or two, they're going to be in the mix. And I think Troy Weaver is the perfect GM for what we need. He, right, bu- he built a squad. Before basketball, All right. year three got to be outstanding for Kate. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's time you start turning the corner. Fuck yeah. He needs 40s. You got to put up 40s, triple-doubles. Time you start turning turning the corner. He need a buzzer beater. It's like – that he needs that, that shot. Ah, yeah, and he got to put. And when he come back from this injury, he got to put up numbers. I need K doing like twenty five a night. Facts. Twenty five and seven every night. Yeah, every night. You know, what I'm saying? like that's that's what we gonna need because it's his team. And you could and that third year that rookie contract. You Is decide, it his team yet? Yes. When, all, and when everybody knew, I don't know that. And bo- like that boy Jay Navi. I think Jake need a little bit more time. Shit, year two, that he's gonna be a fucking dog. He he need a little bit more time, but I, I think definitively you gotta you gotta build around K Cunningham. Facts. We ain't got a whole year out of K yet. Not a whole one year. 
No. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the point guard is typically the point guard's team. But, like, with a with a bunch of new talent, and ain't nobody really put their foot all the way down yet. Like, I don't know, I don't know who team it is. Can I ask you all a question? Is Jayna Ivy a baby Russell Westbrook? It's too early to tell. Any it- signs? His game, his game hasn't been consistent, and I don't want to compare him to Russell for the inconsistencies because uh-huh. we got a lot of good years out of Russell Westbrook. Niggas, you know they they shitted on him for them years that he averaged a triple double. You know he he was stat chasing and all that, but to go out for like three seasons in a row and average a triple double, that shit just don't happen by mistake. Yeah, he don't happen by mistake all together. Right? Yeah, that shit don't happen by mistake. Like you gotta be you gotta be Even balling if you're trying to stat. The, the the stat stuff some stats yo that's not an easy task not saying he was but like if that was my goal man you can't stop me from getting averaging a triple double you got you balling on both ends of the court Four all, times? all night long yo remember the always the argument we talked about like um oscar robertson or something it was like well you know he averaged a triple double you know what i'm saying Cause we ain't really we ain't see him play. We just too young to see him play. But he averaged a triple double. This nigga did this shit four times. Y'all y'all seen that Mimi? They trying to say that Kareem was jealous that LeBron broke the record. I don't see it that way. You know, Kareem always been kind of like a snarky ass old nigga. And For I real? just yeah. What you I, mean by snarky? Like he don't <laughs> he be real opinionated. Yeah. And okay. Back yeah. in my day, okay. You know, well, type of old nigga. Young, like I don't know if y'all watched the shit on HBO. Like even when Kareem was young, he's always been like mean, not like arrogant. No, nah, like I don't want to. I don't want to do it. He was like he was an old ass nigga when he was twenty two. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. Like he was an old man. Like I, I ain't trying to do that shit. Like too loud. Uh, all that plan <laughs> Y'all ain't serious enough Like you know what I'm saying And then I think that because He had some comments And you know He was always been Big into Social justice And okay. politics And shit like that So when he don't like somebody uh, Thought process Or I don't think This is the the way That you should be doing stuff He'll write about it Or speak about it huh. So yeah Says something in regards to LeBron I don't think I mean, media do what the media do. Exactly. So that's why they probably were like, oh, you, you got to be angry. You know, I, I think it's a thing that uh, a trend that sometimes we see, or or this is just my take on it. A lot of dudes, older generation, it'd be hard for them to put their arm around and embrace somebody else from the younger generation. Kareem held on to the record for damn near 40 years. Mm. I mean, that in itself shows you how hard it is to get the record. And when you've had something that long, when your name has been associated with something that long, and then you see somebody else coming up to. It's bittersweet. Yeah. I think it's it's more so that than just disdain and and hate. But, like, these records are meant to be, they're meant to be broken. You said nothing Mm -hmm. negative about him in in regards to basketball. So anybody who's trying to say that, they're really projecting or just trying to get some shit out there. You know what I'm saying? There's something changing our DNA. Because if you look yes. to the class of basketball, all them niggas looked at old as fuck. And they was 21. Yeah. yeah. So niggas I think just it looking back, old. Huh? I think it changed and it changed back because these kids right now look old as fuck. Yeah, because Zion came that bitch looking like he's 32. <laughs> like, and just in general, like. Look, Ladal, my son. You you know, my, my middle son. Like, I bought him some shit for Christmas and I saw him wear it and it was just like too big. And I was like, oh, well, I just take it back. But I just never got around to taking it back. He walked out the house today in the shit that I bought him and it fit. And I really had to like take a second and look at him like, 
yo, he he didn't grew. Like he, he damn near like my son is damn near six feet. He over two hundred pounds. He's sixteen years old. That's a beast. Oh, I thought you talking about your oldest son. No, I'm talking about the the middle one. Oh. So I mean sixteen? Well, he'll he'll be sixteen in like a couple months. I'm like, shit. The doctor told us like a couple years ago. He was like, uh, he'd probably be like six four, six five. But I didn't I didn't see it. Like, and when it's your baby, like, you know, but like today when he got in the car, like, like that's that's a, a young not to say, you know, because I know he listens sometimes, I can still take you. You understand? <laughs> Your old man is wild than a motherfucker. I can still take you. But you're getting bigger. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily want to tussle with him. But if it come down to it, I'll take you to the flow. <laughs> so, I mean, it's something different. It's it's the food, my nigga. It's it's all the nah. It's that processed food. It's them fake ass chickens. It's this synthetic milk they drinking. Like, it's all that shit. Yeah, uh, j- Trying to clone three uh, super cows and shit, and uh, I don't them want niggas no making milk. I don't want no parts. They they make. They said they making an extraordinary amount of milk, and they make three big ass super cows. They cloned them. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't want no parts of this shit. I remember like you gonna be eating synthetic steaks in about five years. Twenty years ago, they cloned a goat. You feel me? And or was a sheep? Same difference. Uh, I forgot what they named them, but if. It, like fam, in the last twenty years, you done cloned a person by now, dog. I know we be joking and memeing and, and laughing about that shit. Yeah. But like fam, over twenty years ago you did a sheep. Now you just no. did a cow. So there's a company that will clone your pet. So say yeah, like for sure. You got a pit bull, you love your pit bull to death, and you know he on the way out. They'll take a little bit of that nigga DNA for about twenty K. They'll make you they'll make the, same, make the dog same dog again. Ain't that fucking crazy? But it's the same dog wanna know that he the owners? Nah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would know. think no, but like, how would you know? You feel me? Like, how would we know? Do I have to train it all over again? I'm like, that nigga just come, you know what I'm saying? He come pre made. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I said sick. What the fuck? We've been doing this. We shit went through this 20 years ago. We went through this 20 years nah, ago. You know that, what the fuck? It's just the same genetically. They don't take their, their consciousness and their awareness. That would be dope. Would you? Ah, uh, here we go. Fuck no. All right, Pete. If you had the opportunity to transfer your conscience, Digitally, so it can last forever, out in the the ethos. Would you do it? Of course, I do it. Mm. I do it. Your consciousness. I yeah. do it. <laughs> I can tell you why I do it. What's up? I, I need to hear this because sell me on it. I'm gonna sell you because the the gift that God gave me is my voice, and I'm gonna speak conscious into people. So. I'm going to live on for eternity. If my conscience out there, somebody going to take a liking in, into my conscience and they just going to keep making more of me. Mm. Okay. I look at it from that aspect. I Man, I was heard somebody talking uh, today about you know, consciousness is somewhere and these bodies are downloading the consciousness mm. because this, we, this is just a physical shell. Yeah. This is our soul. Or whatever that life, whatever that force is, it's not actually, it's just in here. It don't reside here. It's just chilling, animating this body. But our consciousness is being downloaded from something. Then it got me to thinking like, all right, but once this shell is over with, now where the conscience go? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the eternal question. Like what happens after you die? If energy can't be destroyed, it can only be transferred. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty. So, wh- wh- what would you do? 
All right, slight, slight change. <laughs> slight change. I don't know if y'all. I'm glad that you brought that up, but go ahead. Go slight ahead. change. Same topic, but like, I don't know if you ever seen the, the, the HBO show Westworld. They're making clones of people, right? right? So you're an exact clone, but like, up until that point, you make a clone of yourself and then like the real you is died and killed on, right? Uh -huh. But the machine and the clone version has no idea that the real you is gone. They think that they you yeah. and all their memories and everything sinks up into that exact point. They made movies about that. Yeah. But like Mahershala Ali was just in a movie about yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. That's a that's the movie I was thinking about. Yeah. But like would you do that? Because technically you are gone. But your clone version of yourself or what your consciousness don't know that, and so, it moves on. You so I, so I would say like in because I was thinking of the Marsha Ali movie, yeah. and I was thinking for that, yes, because you know if I died, my family would still have me around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my kids, whoever I marry, like I would still be there. Uh, the 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 plot of the movie was. The guy was sick. You know what I'm saying? He had a terminal illness. He was about to die. He never told his wife because mm. his wife was at a twin sister who died and took her years to get over it, like mm. almost wrecked her. So got a baby on the way. They got a small child. So it's in the future somewhere, and they can he can make an exact clone of himself without the illness or whatever. So his family never will leave without. And so they made the clone. He met the clone. You know what I'm saying? They talked. And they took the clone, went to the crib, and they was watching them through, like, glasses and shit. And just basically making sure everything was was cool. But he changed his mind at the last moment. Like, nah, because you really see in yourself, you watching somebody else with your family. And, and, and they loving each other. And they doing all the other stuff. So and the clone was so seamless, like, his family didn't know the difference. Huh. And uh, so then... Uh, he was like, nah, he try, He almost fucked it up and tried to go home and uh, like stop the clone or whatever. But after he would have died, they wiped the clone memory of ever meeting the original. So the clone literally never knows it's a clone. He just feel like I'm just been living life. But in this in this particular situation, it's like, hey, I am trying to protect my wife's feelings and her harm everything. And I needed my son needs a father. And if I was just to die, all that goes away. I got the the best person in the world, me, there to protect him. Like, I think I would do it. Yeah, for that reason, for like my family. But that that could even be like a little selfish to them. Yeah, to that's, an extent. That, that's how that's how I was more so looking at it. It's like we gonna have to just deal with this thing called life. Cause, cause yeah. shit, I, my daddy was killed when I was five. Mm. How I know that trauma and that pain for me to be raised the right way if another one just stepped in and I, I never knew about what can happen out in this world. Yeah. You feel me? So. And, and that's the, that's the selfishness in it because you're just thinking about what you want for them. But like, you know, like you said, like death is just an inevitable part of life. We cl we closer to death every single day. And fact. if you have the ability to stop that, would you want to? For me, I will if I can stop myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, but I because like, uh, it looked like when, when when she lost her sister, like she went into a deep depression. She got checked into a mental facility, and it took a long time to bring that out. And like, yo, she's not about to be able to, you know, this stand, a, stand me leaving. 
pregnant with my with a new son and our other son like three years old. Like mm-hmm. when me leaving and my income goes with me, right? So like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's got, see, that's I can't. If we gonna do that. I cannot. Watch it like he did. This shit has to happen immediately. Yeah, like you got to <laughs> like I die on Thursday, nigga. You take over but, Friday. <laughs> yeah, it has to go like that. But see, it was it was relatively new because this nigga was like the third person or the second person that did it. But they be skeptical. But like, mm. what if it don't act like me? Mm. And I want to I want to see you interact with my wife. I wanted to make sure that the everything was all hundred percent. The dog didn't fuck with him though. Okay, the dog knew. A- animals know. Yeah, animals know. Because what, what if he flip out and strangle everybody? That's what he thought. He <laughs> legitimately thought that happened. Look, my nigga, this may sound selfish. I don't want this synthetic. I don't want this carbon copy of me <laughs> fucking my wife. Because <laughs> that happens. That's when I died. A dick died too. <laughs> Plain and simple. Now you gonna get a new one. <laughs> yeah. You mad at her and she don't even know nothing. She think it's you and shit. <laughs> You gotta go get a new nigga And I'ma haunt the house That's, he that's might, what's going He happen. might be fucking for real You was going An hour He going six But he like your exact match <laughs> But he brand new She's like, going crazy going my wife. crazy She like what got into you Oh, nigga, the new fucking battery. You <laughs> <laughs> charged the battery. For real. Yo, this shit, brand You been working all day? You know, but it's funny, but like, niggas think about some. Look, my nigga. Yo, this shit was so expensive, right? To do this clone. What if we did all that shit? And then the first night, and nigga, hit by a car. <laughs> Y'all get in a car accident. Like, damn. Like, all this shit I just did, I didn't watch the nigga fuck my wife just to, for the clone to die the next day in a car accident. Like, Look, my, my, my nigga. refund? So I got a homeboy of mine. I'm, I'm not going to put his name out there, but my nigga, like, like he get drunk as fuck. <laughs> and he going to know, his, he gonna know his him when I say this shit. So my homeboy get, wa- get fucking washed. And he wear like a lot of jewelry and shit. Flashy ass niggas, my nigga. I love him to death. Every time he get drunk, he start taking off his chain, his robe. He be like, D, D, I love you so much, bro. You'll never ask me for shit. He's like, nigga, I won't give you my Rolex. Mm. And I be like, I, all right, I don't, I don't argue. Cause he been doing this shit for years. <laughs> you know how niggas get drunk, be like, I love you. You my, show. He do the, I'm gonna give you my Rolex, my nigga, cause I love you and I want you to have it. I want you to have it in case something ever happened to me. And like a day or two later, when he sober up. Hey, that's st- my, my, my watch at your house. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga, hit me up. He be like, dog, please say. I-. I was like, nigga, you know I got your watch. Like, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see you at the bar later and I'll bring it with me. You know I got your watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that nigga, so he got real drunk as fuck. He's like, nigga, he's like, nigga, what if I die? And then my wife, <laughs> he was like, and my wife. Get remarried to somebody in the house I built, and that nigga sleep on my side of the bed. It's gonna happen, my G. I'm like, nigga, you don't have to die for that shit to happen. Uh, All she gotta do is get divorced. You <laughs> ain't even gotta die. Where the fuck you think he gonna sleep at? Your side of the bed. Your wife passed. You want her to move on? Yeah, they should. So like, <laughs> how quickly you are? <laughs> how quickly so, you so are? So look, so look. When, when my mom passed, yeah, my dad was like, you know, kind of chill for maybe about a year. And then he came to me one day. He was like, "Look, man, he's like, what you feel about me starting to date?" And I just had a real conversation with him in a moment. And it might sound like harsh, but I'm like, "Mom, dead. Like she ain't coming back." Mm. And I know you love, like y'all been together thirty plus years. I know you mm. love her, but like. 
you still a man. Like, we father son, but like, nigga, we both men. Man. Like, you gotta do, nigga, your dad remarried. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a tough transition for some in the family. Now, I ain't calling her mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna lie. When you, when you took them headphones off, I thought you was on your Birdman shit. I thought you was about to be like, I ain't gonna say it no more. <laughs> <laughs> I say, what the fuck is going on? Is this shit done? <laughs> I know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> oh, shit, that's fucking hilarious. I ain't gonna lie, I got a compliment on your wood. You and this bitch is looking like Pac and Tommy Buns. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh like, shit, shit. That's fucking this hilarious. This Death Row Records <laughs> this bitch, he about to sign me. Welcome to Death Row. I was looking for Pac 20 years. Here you go. <laughs> Doing the podcast. Welcome to Death Row. Oh, yeah. man. So look, I wanted to bring up something because you. Was Hold on, here goes Suge Knight. No, <laughs> <laughs> we, we said for a long ass time we was gonna uh, do the um, Suge Halloween. and Pac is Halloween. Y'all better. Yeah. His birthday's like on a, my birthday November first. Y'all better go to anywhere they say five thousand costume winner. Yeah. Y'all gonna win that shit. Look, we walk in there, Suge well, and Pac. Oh so my Dame fucking used goodness. to be a lot bigger, but when he trying to duck and dodge paying the nigga his money, he almost died. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, so he a lot smaller than what he used to. I be. used to be like damn close to 300 pounds so we probably could have pulled it off real good yep. back in the day so look i want you to just came home should like they they gave they exonerated you there you go i'll be they honest dog i want sugar to come home dog me too well, he a motherfucker i would i would love for him to tell his his own story the real story yeah himself before he passed like the real sh- like, you seen that documentary they did on Sugar on Showtime? Yeah, I saw that. Man, I love that shit. Cause I he a real too. good nigga. So you know what's so wild, dog? And I know this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but like, should get a bad rap with Pac. Yo, Suge was the only nigga that rolled for Pac after he died. You know how many niggas died after Pac got killed? Like in real life, like niggas got murdered for like three weeks, dog. Yeah, it was a lot Pac. of bodies. Yes, on both like that shit happened immediately for a long time, and like. They be like, no, Shook, Shook shot me. Like, damn, nigga, I'm, I'm out here honoring my mans, and I get the bad rap. I, after he gone, y'all say I did it wrong. Like, I, this was really my man, dog. Yeah, like, I would, in real life, I would just love to hear the Shook Knight story from Shook, because a lot of like niggas die before they able to able to tell their truth. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's not excusing. Anything? No, because he ran them niggas off with the truck. He he hit them niggas with that truck. Well, sure. I would have. I mean, I would have did the same shit. A nigga pulled a blicky on me. I'm getting the fuck on. <laughs> and unfortunately, somebody, a uh, uh, innocent bystander, so to speak, uh, a friend of his. You know what I'm saying? I want to laugh. He about crippled it. that nigga. I want to laugh about it because I know somebody that hit a motherfucker with their truck. And let me tell you something. Oh man, this is so bad. This is so bad. Because I was in the truck. We oh. <laughs> ran over the nigga. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you something. The way a grown man screams when he getting run over with a truck should have changed your life well, in the worst way. Well, it, it ended his life. Yeah, luckily so, this nigga didn't die. But yeah, he came. A man who uh, he definitely walked with a little bit of hip hop stuff. He did die. Yeah, he. he I don't think it was the initial hit. It was the rollback. Yeah. Cause he rolled back. Got to make sure he did. Shit. Got to make sure. No, that wasn't it. Like, but I'm saying, like, the third party had a pistol, and I got to get the fuck out of here. You feel mm. me? It's a, there's a. I mean, it's on tape. It's not like it ain't on tape. You know what I'm saying? It's third party comes up, the blit get pulled. I try to skirt off. 
I didn't make it the first time. I had to back up and skirt off. And then somebody, an innocent person who was friends with both of them, who kind of brokered them to, to come there. And that's unfortunate because my it man is, is beloved. But it is. So so in that situation, what Pac would have did? Pac would have rolled with what what should no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, he'd have jumped out the window. All on all on dogs. All on everybody. Motherfucker, here. West Side. Yeah. yeah. So hold on real quick before we get into the rest of the shit. I just wanted to hit you with this. One of our followers hit me up. Uh his Instagram is I got them beers and was talking about like, yo, Jay got a really bad habit of moving the goalpost in y'all debates. This is straight from our Shop Talk Instagram DMs. Cause last week we was talking about other rappers that put other niggas on that got bigger that still had like some fame. You know, I went back and listened to the to the podcast. Okay. And you were still wrong. Uh, I disagree with you. Uh, I will say I think Cam did put his mans, who was Jimmy, on. Um, and Cam definitely put uh, Jewel's on. Mace put Cam on. He said import Royce on. Uh, I'm a little on the fence with that one. And then Ludacris put on 2 chains. Ludacris did not put on 2 chains. 2 was in Disturbing the Peace. He okay. didn't put. He didn't get him Ask there though. Two chains if Ludacris put him on. That's why they don't get along because you didn't put me on. So I can't give you Ludacris put on two chains. Okay, well, but that's, that's a, just my opinion. That, that's I didn't fair. agree with uh, Dre putting on Snoop because clearly Dre did on Snoop, but they wasn't homies. That's not the nigga I came up with. I'm trying to put my with my man's on, which was the spirit of the so, whole thing. Yeah, so I give like you Nelly that one. tried to put on the St. Lunatics, it didn't work Snoop, out. The Snoop tried to put on D12. It didn't work out long term. The Snoop, you know what I'm saying? The like, Snoop thing was more like I found somebody with talent and then I Kanye tried to have GLC on. I like GLC, but it didn't work out in the in the giant bombs, scope of things. Yeah. It's not a lot of rappers that put on their homeboys and it literally works out. Detroit I look, I look is at, different. <laughs> I look at that shit legitimately be happening, but like I look at the Snoop Dre more like Kanye and Big Sean. Like you saw a talented artist, you it was just the right time, opportunity. You help hone that sound and put them on. Now I'm glad I, you agree with me now, because last week you gave me. I agree. Opposite. I agree with that one. Now, if well, I'm, you brung up the opposite and we argued over it, but now this week you agree. No, I with agree me. with I agree with the Dre shit. I still stand firm that Big Pun got put on by Fat Joe. I still stand firm on that. Right. I, I personally disagree. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So now that we got we we got some well, the only reason I personally disagree is because at the time Pun was bigger than Joe. All right, man. But like Pun wasn't I mean, Joe was an established artist. He put Pun on because he was established. More people knew Pun in nineteen ninety eight than knew Fat Joe. All right, man. More people knew like I that's just my opinion. Not I mean it's hard to argue an opinion but like that's just my opinion that's fine we that, we just we just not gonna see eye to eye on that one yeah. who, who came out first big pun big, uh no fat joe came i mean out yeah first. fat my bad i meant to say fat joe came yeah. out first but the idea was like most rappers never put their mans on and like the man goes on to have this giant fucking career and that either rivals or outshines the other one uh i mean we really only got two to three years of pun before he died yeah. And the Fat Joe that we know now didn't happen until the two thousands. Not current. Not when like, I mean that nigga that nigga wrote some hits after Pun died. Yeah, like 
Joe wasn't a household name like that. Anyway, we ain't about to argue that. That's shit, fine. Man. We ain't we ain't got to argue that. Because I fuck with Fo- I, fat, I love I love Fat Joe. Yeah, we ain't got to argue that. But we want to get into you and your music and your journey because you said something real specific to me when we had like our talks before we got you up in here. You were saying that that guy saved your life. Yeah. So I want to I want to touch on that and then we talk about the music and what you got going on. How do you feel? Like, you know, we all we all spiritual, out, you know, in church and all of that. But how do you feel just for yourself personally that happened? For one, I was born a leader. Like, my mama always thought I was a follower because I was doing so much shit. But I'm like, I'm the real leader. She's like, them boys got you down there breaking in them houses. And I'm like, it's me. I'm doing this because I felt like I don't put the blame on it. But. Growing up at five and knowing that my pops got killed, it kind of got me aware of the world at a young age. Like, I remember the funeral mm. at five. I remember my Uncle Burger picking me up. I fucked my fit up. We getting close. I'm pi- I pissed on myself. I was so nervous. Nice. Then when I go in the funeral, all I remember is black. Everybody got on black. And when I walk up to the casket, I'm so little to look in the casket. So I reached up and grabbed it. And almost tipped it. Mm. And I just hear everybody just in the, then after that, it was like, we go back to my grandma's house, my grandma Mary, and I want to just play with the kids. But I'm standing in lines getting kisses on both sides of my cheeks for 30 minutes at a time. When I'm trying to run and play, let me come here, little Tony. I got to run back up. I, I, I Honestly, I forgot about the funeral now. I'm five years old. So I'm just trying to play, but I keep getting I mean, reminded. Everything was going on. You yeah. feel me? But when I keep being kisses for nothing, it's like I'm getting back sad. So, you know, I feel like I, I kept that with me. You know, we'd be places and other kids, oh, you ain't got your daddy. You ain't got this. And then oh, I cry about it. But I, I, I soaked it in. And then what got me to the next point, you know, I grew up light-skinned, long hair. Feel me? I'm spoiled. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to school, Atwood signs on, wires. I'm in middle school. They're like, you wearing dress shoes? No, baby, these, these Nike Lab Kohans. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I had a great stepdaddy in my life as well. My my stepdaddy, his name was JD. I call him JD to this day, but he changed his name to Ajimu Mensa. So, and he was a manager at Blue Cross Blue Shield for over 20 years. So, every day I come home, I'm seeing the suit tie guy. Coming to the home in the hood. You know, I'm from Finkel. He well respected for my block because they ain't seeing shit like this. Yeah. They ain't seen a nigga put up in the Riviera with a different suit on every day. You know what I'm saying? So when it got to a point where niggas think I'm sweet, niggas trying to take from me. You know what I'm saying? Like I got an older brother. You know what I'm saying? I was the savage one where my older brother don't got to be like that. Like, he was number one in PSAL, Public School Academy League. His name Dominique Marsh. You know what I'm saying? But his career went through what it went through. Pittsburgh. Like, a lot of things happened. You know what I'm saying? But so I I got to be the one that show niggas we not playing over here. Like, I'm yeah. a product of the environment. So now me being a leader, it's like it's easy. It's easy to control the situations. Like, Instead of getting them jerseys on Saturdays, I started buying guns because I got some money. Feel me? My my pops was in the army, so my mama receiving them checks, but I'm getting a little bit more of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I go to the Foot Locker, chance whatever, I'm not getting one shoe. I'm getting two or three. 
But I'm spoiled. I'm thinking it's northern. My mama ran a daycare, so it's already money coming in yeah, all yeah. the time, all the time, yeah. tots and toddlers. So, man, I just wanted to show niggas that I don't play. Like I just wanted to, cause now I've got the chip on my shoulder. Like what happened to my pops can't happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm about to, I might get aggressive out here. So I fell in love with it, man. I fell in love with the streets. But I, but I'm the only one in my family that's like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I just started turning up. I just, I fell in love. I got a rush from it. You know what I'm saying? I'm robbing niggas. I'm doing everything that come with it. I'm just leading niggas in the wrong direction. But at the time, I'm feeling like this the right direction. And I started murder game. You know? These young niggas, I had niggas trained so <laughs> you know, well. You know what it sounded like? Like, yeah, I started murdering niggas. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we gotta edit that part out. No, no, no. No, never. Oh ever my in my God. life have I. Ever. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I had it set up to where, like, when young niggas meet me, when they walk up to see me, they already know who I am, but I don't know nothing. But if you get in my presence, I'm like, yeah, what up? They run you to come see me. Like, you know, you're gonna have to do something for me. You know what I'm saying? I do whatever you say, Skeech. How you gonna do this? And then, you know, you young, you grow up, so the, the, the tests get bigger. But it used to be small tests as just when that lady walk out of Little Caesars, snatch the pizza box. We got to eat some food. You know what I'm saying? It's just we doing whatever because I'm just – but, you know, I still had to come home. It's still young time. I still got curfews. But in between that curfew, I'm fucking shit up. But then I go back in the crib, do my work, do everything. But I'm really ready to get back outside the next day. So I'm getting to a point where – it's like, I think this it. I think this this everything. My life is already what it's gonna be. I'm just gonna be one of these type of niggas. So how do you handle the um the difference from you seeing somebody come inside of the home every day, suit and tie, who work a corporate job? How how do you balance that life? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm out here in the streets terrorizing and shit. But we talking but we still talking about different Times in my life uh -huh. because at certain times this suit and tie shit is going on when I when I still got to live here. So it's just only I'm gonna act like the the good person when I gotta come home. I'm gonna be obedient. I ain't gonna disrespect my family. I'm gonna get my ass whipped. Yeah, you know. So I'm high and doing everything. But see, I I know I I walked. I was trying to give a vivid picture of what I was speaking on. But this is but this is why God saved my life because it got to a point where I was so close. To making this transition on the dark side to where I was getting promised everything. Like, all I got to do is keep doing what I'm doing. All I got to do is just hold this shit down, increase the murder rate. That's all I got to do. And this shit going to work out. Then, you know, I've always been a crime man. I've always been a God-fearing man. It's always been inside of me. I always had that relationship with God because I used to see my pops after he died. I used to see him in my room and shit. And I'd be scared as fuck to go to sleep. I see him in there, and I I was praying young, telling God, like, God, you know what I'm saying? Save the world today. Please don't let nobody die. Don't let nothing happen. Oh, yeah, please don't let me see my daddy tonight. Mm. Please just, I don't want to see him. Like, I, 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 like, for years, I slept under the cover. Because then if I can bring him back to do that now, I, I can understand it. I, I, I cut the lights off. I know you're about to come back in the room. But then it was so scary to me. Yeah. Then I go to my grandma's house. She got a whole... Room that's a memorial, like a memorabilia room, and she had go down to the fridge there, give me some pass here. What I'd be so scared to walk past that room because I know he in there. But then some days I go in that room, 
like, man, fuck it. I'm about to go in there. And I go in there. I feel them all in there and shit. So it took me to get older. And I talked to my grandma about it. She was like, he he still be at the foot of my bed or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, so now God revealing to me at this pedestal I'm about to reach. Like, hold on, son. I got to reveal something to you. You know, I'm listening to him because, you know, God hear you through praying and through crying. So he revealing like your whole life. You've been rude and following the devil ways. It's not my work. But I let you go through that process in order for you to come to this side and you can say the streets. You can you can talk to the young brothers. You can talk to the older ones because they going to listen to you when you bring God up because your story is different. They're going to they gonna have to relate. You know what I'm saying? So he was telling me, like, you got decisions to make. Now that I'm revealing it to you, do you want to still stay over here or you want to kill the flesh and you want to be rebirthed again? What decision you going to make? What you doing? I'm like, shit, I'm going to go this way. And mind you, I'm fighting the case. Trey Burke called me. He called me, you know, my favorite basketball player. He called me. I'm like, what up? Who this? He's like, it's Trey Burke. I'm like, the Hooper? He's like, yeah, it's Trey Burke. I'm like, damn, how you get my number? He's like, don't worry about how you got my number. Like, just know I'm, I'm here for you. Like, what's up? He like, God God told me to come into your life. Mm. Help change your life. Whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do it for you. So, Trey, he already made He made millions. But he like, you remind me of, of a pot. You so thuggish, but you spiritual. You know what I'm saying? So, in my mind, I'm thinking like, this like a confirmation of... I don't got this around me. I don't got another brother that I can talk to. Now, at this time, I'm 24. You know what I'm saying? It's like I ain't got another brother that I can speak to spiritually about. You know what I'm saying? Because niggas kind of shut that up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Niggas ain't really trying to be on that. So, you know what I'm saying? We getting deep into the word. We we reading top-level shit. So, from that point on, I had certain talks in L.A. and shit. And they was like, you know, where you from? Niggas done literacy 25. I'm 24. I'm on shit. I got to make it past 25. So from that point, it was just like a pivotal moment in my life to where I just started looking at life different. I just started uh, seeing a calling and it was something I love smoking weed. That was one of my biggest sacrifices I had to make. I couldn't hear God high. So once I started smoking weed, I used to be a buck 40. I'm like 210. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everything different. I look clean. I look good. Good, look good Tattoos on my face Don't matter Them females They know what it is with me They ain't scared of me They know I'm real But they understand the aura Like you know These scars These ain't tests These scars from my past life You know what I'm saying So I just started Going about it the right way Started making changes Getting out the streets You know what I'm saying So again from that point I walk with God You know what I'm saying God talked to me in here Because I gave him permission To take over my soul So at any time he going to use me. He going to come right in and sneak right up. No matter what flashing I'm talking about, he going to come out like a thief at night. He going to come out and just and use me. Like I feel like he, he planted a seed in me before I was even born. He knew I was going to be one of them seeds that can succeed if he listened. You know, so right now, you know, I got the enemy mad. But ain't nothing you can do to me because God going to let you test me, but you can't touch me. Mm. Can't harm me, man. I love that. I love yeah. it. And you said something, you know what, man, because I've been like trying to get back in church and a lot more lately. And you said something that really stuck out to me that you can't hear them high. You know, and that's that's like I came from, man, that's 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 the one that still got 
a hold of me. You know what I'm saying? Like getting high is That's how most niggas die high. They lack they lacking. Yeah. Making bad decisions. Yeah. Niggas move fucked up high. Nah, it, it clouds your judgment and cloud, you know, where you where you want to be. Because I, I look at it like this. I got enough control. Like, I got I got a couple kids, and I got enough control where, like, I don't I – I got a lot of kids. <laughs> I got enough control where, like, I don't smoke around my babies because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I know I need to be in daddy mm-hmm. mode. I know I need to be sharp when I'm with them. But, like, shit, nigga, I get high at work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The place where I need to be sharp at as well, though. So, I mean – Fuck. And can I say something to y'all that God just spoke to me? Cause, cause I was about to say like, excuse my passion, but He's telling me like that same passion that you got when you jonesing and you just doing all that other stuff, and you got that same energy, had that same aggression when you speak on my name. That's how I want it to be when you talk. I want you to have that. Yeah, this what we this what we speaking on. Yeah, understand this shit. You know. Same way you talk about some gangster shit. Talk about me like that, man. I, I I agree with that hundred percent, man. And sometimes it just be difficult, man, because a lot of shit that be going on in this world. Uh, I mean, it's very clear to see who what the intentions are, but it's always hidden well, right? And it's it's always it's never gonna be a, a a giant decision like you know what, Jay. It's either you uh shoot up a school. Or it's always it's always gonna be a decision where it's in the inches, yeah. You know the small choices. And if we as a or as whomever claim to be on one side, how come like how come every decision you make is always on the other? Mm. How, you don't never speak up for me, dog. Like if you a politician, they'd be like, yo, church and state and all the other shit. Like so, when do you supposed to speak up for me when a, when a, when I put a position in front of you? And give you an option, like what, you ain't gonna never speak up for me, yeah, like ever. So now, when you come before me and it's time to be judged and shit, it's like, well, but do you know. know my heart. Yeah, but, but I don't never, know you. Yeah. I don't that relationship. I know your heart, but you ain't never say nothing. Who's talking about God? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And you said something that I think always that that I. I, I look at for myself. We, uh, I saw you when you came in. We both heavily tatted up, mm-hmm. but like that does open you up to a different, a different audience. That, yeah. that that opens you up to a complete to connecting with people on a certain way. Because like, you know, I know when I go places and see and people see my tattoos, mm-hmm. it they they think one thing. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you get to talking to me, you see me around my kids. You see me, you know, moving through my neighborhood. Like that's a completely the complete opposite of what niggas of what you of what people perceive niggas with a whole bunch of visible tattoos that shit are. hard too thanks thanks it's years of, all the fucked up ones covered up <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying because <laughs> if you got a bunch of tattoos like it just it just comes with the ten- jesus yeah. look i had i had jesus well i still got jesus tattooed on my chest mm-hmm. but the first one i got i'll show you a picture for you dip out of here <laughs> first one i got he he looked retarded jesus <laughs> <laughs> had down syndrome my Mouth wide open, looking off. It's, it, what made me change it? What made me get it redone? Lady L, shout out to her. She hard, wonderful she artist. Get my one tattoo. Yeah, she. So I got it redone because, like, when Jay was talking, like, I had a couple incidents where I almost died. Like, I was knocking at the door, and I was like, "Man, I can't go to. I can't be in front of walking the pearly gates." He's like, who that nigga? 
big on your chest, B. That's I can't, not my son. I can't be in front of him. That's and not I got my this, son. And I got this fucked up ass <laughs> portrait on my chest. Like, why are you mocking my son? Oh, you did a Picasso of my son because that's not his face. Yeah, man. So I had to, I had to get that shit changed up. But like, like you made him look a little blacker. She made, she turned into a modern day motherfucking masterpiece. But you know, when people see you and like they can connect with you, you can, mm-hmm. you can talk to people. Yeah, because you know. Like me and Jay both used to work in sales. People mm-hmm. people buy off emotion, and they buy off from, and they buy from people that they like. Yeah. They buy from people that they connect with. If yeah. you're going to see a new, if you're going to buy a new car, and a nigga talking down to you, I'm oh, motherfucker. I don't want to deal with you. Exactly. But if you if you see somebody that you know connect with you on a real personal level, they talking to you like yeah, man. Humans like, humans connect like you yeah. connect with like right. So if all y'all go into a lunchroom. All the motherfuckers, all the black folks gonna sit over here, not because we don't like white people. All white folks gonna sit over there, or all like people are gonna sit together. And if somebody's trying to sell you some shit, I'm gonna connect better with somebody that's my kind, my tribe. You know what I'm saying? So, can I can I ask you a question? Who would you say you fear more? Do you fear devil or you fear God? God, absolutely, absolutely. I want to make it to heaven, like. I, I don't ain't no bones about it. Like that's I mean, we 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 know the devil is evil, but I didn't seen the destruction that God has. Exactly. You feel me? Yeah. Like Cause I I tell people all the time, I had a conversation earlier. You know, it's like I always say the devil is a copycat. And I, I, I say that because what you gotta understand how much he a copycat. Where I put it in I, I always put it in, in simplest terms for people. That's like say I'm the real deal, right? And I got a man that I fuck with hard as hell. And I give him all the knowledge that I think I should give him. And now me and him have a disagreement or whatever. Then he dip off, but he more easier to get in touch with. So y'all just thinking he everything. But the whole time, I'm the real deal. And I got more knowledge that I didn't even give him. But y'all following this. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Like they say, you sell your soul. Niggas selling their soul to the devil. That's all you hear. How much? How many times do you hear somebody be like, "Should I sell my soul to God?" Mm, big bar. When this is happening for real, because he's a copycat. So whatever the copycat is doing, yes, I'm doing that as well. But I'm doing more. You know what I'm saying? So I be like, I say God is the biggest and the toughest game to be a part of. Period. Because he's out cold. Again, that's like if I'm the gang, if I'm the top dog gang member, and I got a hundred soldiers, you got to get through a hundred soldiers just to get to my desk. So when you get to this desk, I know you're real, but Tito over there, you can get to him tomorrow. Tito hiring everybody. He got he he ten thousand strong. I'm only five hundred, but you consistent and persistent with getting over here through these doors. So when you get here. It's like, yeah, bro, you one of them. I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta question you because the devil can't do nothing to you without God's permission. He can't do nothing to you. You feel me? And God might like a person so much to where He want the enemy to constantly test you. He want him to test you. The devil's so mad because he he want to show God so much, like this one that you like so much. Yeah, I mean, He's, we he, see he ain't nothing that in the Bible. So you know what I'm saying? That's the whole reason I got God's favorite on my hand because 
it was from the book of Job. Okay. Where Job was God's favorite. And the uh-huh. devil tested him, took everything, everything from him. Took everything. His family, his wealth, but Job never, never wavered in his faith. Always stayed faithful. The devil thought I'm I get Job to curse you to mm-hmm. but but Job stayed faithful and he restored everything that he had. Well, and I be- felt like that for me with with my life because I came so close to dying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I you know, anybody that's listened to the show, and I know we're not as familiar with each other, but like a couple years ago, I got diagnosed with kidney disease, and like the shit hit me like a brick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was in the hospital, and I remember one night, like, you know, I'm damn near in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And I remember hearing the doctors like, I don't know if he'll make it through the night. And I fell asleep that evening and I heard my mother. My mother had been had already passed at that point. I heard her and we had a conversation. Clear as me and you talking. Mm. And I remember my mama saying, like, me us talking, laughing, having a good time. And she's like, Are you ready to come with me? And I was like, Nah, I got like, I want to see my kids. And she was like, All right, well, I'll see you later. And like, nigga, I I woke up and, mm. and like I felt like in that, like that was that was my second chance. Cause like there's nothing that could have like with with all the bad that I had done in my life, with all the fucked up shit that I did, my health being like what it was, like there was nothing that would have stopped me from going over to the other side beyond just his grace, his mercy, just because just waking me up. That's the grace that we don't deserve, but we get it anyway. Nigga, I remember like it didn't come to me till like years later. I was so like literally years later. I would remember being so fucked up in the hospital. And I asked Jay one day, I was like, nigga, I had a dream that you came to visit me in the hospital. He was like, uh, nigga, it's not a dream. <laughs> I was there. But like, that's how like so so gone I was with it. So like for me, you know, I've seen what what he can and will do. And that 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 for me was always enough just to believe and hold on and it, like people so, so what was your childhood like? It wasn't bad. You know, two family home. Huh. Uh both both my parents were together until they died. Until my mother passed first and then my you know, my was pops it, passed. Was it after. right right after? No, no. My mother passed and then my dad probably passed about five years later. Okay. So, I mean, you know, life was good. I grew, you know, it was me and my sister, middle class home. We mm. went to good schools, you know, took vacations. Like, I didn't, I don't, I don't want to say we was rich, but like, we were like, y'all were struggling. Yeah. We was, if we were, we were, we were struggling in some areas, but like, it was, it was so masked around me. Okay. Like, I had no idea that like, you know, we didn't have it like that until I got till I got much older. So I mean, but I mean, we took vacations. You know, I didn't always have the freshest shit, but I ain't never go to school. <laughs> I ain't never go to school with like holes in my shoes and shit like that. We weren't never dirty. Ain't never missed no meals. Like we were well taken care of. Okay. But on the you know other aspect, like religion was always around me. My grandfather was a pastor for years. My uncle. Shit, my grandfather was a pastor literally up until he passed damn near. My uncle uh, was a pastor also, and, like, he was, like, at the pool. Like, I remember when he passed, he had called me up. I was in the studio because I, I used to rap real heavy. Mm. And I was in the studio, and he called me. He said, D, he said, the chariot's coming to get me. 
He said, I don't have much longer. I just wanted to let you know. I, I remember being in the studio and recording, and he lived in New York. So when I saw the 212 number pop up, I knew it was him. And we would always greet. He, it's funny that we would always greet each other like, what's up, Turkey? That was always <laughs> his thing when he would call. But this time he didn't call me Turkey. He, when I picked up the phone, he was like, D, just just straight into it. And my uncle didn't talk like that. He didn't use no street vernacular. He ain't, you know, he, he going to talk to you on his level and you got to meet him there. But that was the first time he ever called me like, hey, D. And I, it just kind of like stopped me in my tracks. He was like, the cherries is coming and I'm going to be gone soon. And like literally like two weeks later, he was gone. But Damn. like two weeks prior to that, he was still in the pulpit on Sunday, like actively preaching. And it just it just happened that quickly. So, I mean, I've always been spiritually like tapped in. But, you know, I went through my own shit where I, I just didn't go to church. I ain't, It's yeah. not that I never believed, but like sh certain shit happened. And I was like, I ain't I ain't even. You know, we we be more hurt by people in the church, not the word, but like we yeah. let we let people and situations lead us away. And after my stint in the hospital, going through my shit health related, I felt really convicted. Like I just need to go back. I had an incident where I was going through sh I was going through some shit, you know, just going through some shit. And I was like, look, man, at this point, it had probably been like three maybe four years since I've been inside of a church because uh -huh. me and my ex-wife, we used to go to the same church. Then we got divorced and like, I still going to the same church. I did divorce. No, no, okay. I stopped. She, <laughs> that's why I stopped because she was going there. And then my brother and sister-in-law became like the assistant pastors at the church. And while I, I still, I'm still good with that side of the family. I, I still love them. My brother-in-law is like my dog, my sister-in-law, like they still good. We still all good. But I was like, I ain't going to be there with all of them every yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Like my, my ex-wife's family, my kids, like I just couldn't do it. I just, it was, it was too heavy. So I just stopped going to church. And then like one week, two weeks, then I look up six months, a year, and it turned into like three or four years. And then like, <laughs> No, I'm serious. It just it just went. Then I got sick, and then I was like, "Look, God saved my life. I should probably, I should probably go to church." And man, when I finally came back to church, I was like, "I'm just gonna slide in, sit in the back." It was like, a party. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna see me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just be in and out of service, my nigga. I went to church and I cried like a baby <laughs> for like two hours, like. I'm thinking like, all right, I'm just going to pray. They're going to sing. I'm going to hear the service, and I'm just going to dip out. I got there. I sat down, and I was like, why does my face feel like this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just tears dri driving down for like two hours. But like that's what I really needed mm -hmm. in order to like kind of snap back into it. And then even after that, I was still like, I don't know if I need to deal with this every Sunday. But like That's how you know. That some of this shit is real, whether you can't touch it or not. But you know what's so interesting? I was having a conversation with my family, one of my cousins who called me. I ain't really talked. Um, but somehow we got to crying in tears. And, you know, my brain working and shit. Both of y'all? Huh? Both of y'all crying? No, we we were talked about okay. uh, crying. Somehow we got it. And um, we got to talking about that. And, like, what is a tear? Mm. Right, like why, like the the human body 
only do shit that it need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is a tear? And you start thinking about like, what is a tear? A tear is actual emotion leaving the body. Mm. You only cry when you really, really happy or you really, really sad. Like, what else could it be other than the actual physical manifestation of emotion? So while you sitting in that church and ain't been there, literally energy and an emotion is running out of your face. Yeah. Like it's so much emotion that's going on right now that the body probably usually dissipates it and does whatever it does with it. No, it's too much at it too quickly. It's coming out my eyes now. Mm. I, I, when I thought about it, like beyond like going to church, the last time I cried is when like I lost my mama. Like, cause I, I didn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew mm. it was coming. But I didn't believe it. Like, I was going through some other shit. I had a, another baby on. Like, my daughter, my my youngest girl was being born or being close to being born. And the only and I remember the day that I found out my mother had pancreas cancer because that's what that's what she passed from. I remember being in the hospital and she worried about me because there was she could see that something was wrong in my face. And she was like, it's not this. And she's like, you walked in here with something wrong. And I'm like, Ma, are you dealing with what you dealing with? Like, we talk about this later. And like, I'm just milling around, waiting yeah. for talking to the doctors and everybody leaving. And I'm trying to leave because everybody got a mama. And you, your mama can look you in your face and fucking break you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She she look you dead. And, and the same thing, same thing with my kids. I can tell when them niggas is lying to me. And she knew like I was holding on to some shit. And I hadn't told nobody really about what was going on. And in that instance, her going, her getting the news that she got stage four cancer, she worried about me. And, uh -huh. I, bro and I broke down and told her like, oh, no, no. And she was like, I'm going to keep it between me and you. Because, like, to an extent, if she's in her transition process, you can't deny her uh, her right to be a mom still. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is a motherly duty. Whether I'm about to leave or not, you don't decide when I stop being the mother. I mean, I don't have control over the fact that I could be transitioning soon. So... I'm going to have control over the fact that I continue to, to be mother. Look, you know dog, my last conversation with my mother, she passed on a Monday. I saw her that Sunday. And the last conversation, like, I knew she was slipping. But still, in my mind, like, it's it's not. Like, I saw my mama beat so much shit. I was like, this ain't going. Uh -huh. She, she going she gonna to wake up tomorrow and feel all right. Oh, man. So in our last conversation, I knew like we were getting close to the end because like she had stopped talking. She was uh -huh. literally like nodding her head. Yes. No. Squeeze my arm. So our last conversation, I held her hand and I was like, I know you hanging on for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you still trying to like appease and be here for us. And I told her, I said, Mama, you didn't gave us everything you could. Like legit, like you gave us everything you could. If you need to let go for you, like I understand. And even though I, like, even though I said that to her, I just didn't believe. I didn't believe it, but like that was like I felt like that helped release her of her motherly do. Yeah. And this is just my mind thinking. Like I, I feel like it helped release her yeah. in that point. I was hey, can I something that you said? I just want to ask you this. Remember when you said something about the tears? Yeah. So where are the where where do you think the tears are, man? Where, where is have, they at in you? I have no idea. Uh, because when they come out, 
I mean, they come from your tear ducts, right? No, but I'm saying okay. like your body holding it in. I mean, we made, made but a, like, a lot of that shit like water, like because if you cry for real, it's it's going to keep coming. Yeah. yeah, you can't even stop that shit. You can't even stop it. It's it's your it fuck around be your essence coming out your eyes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like because I mean, we made up of I don't know seventy percent water, whatever the whatever. But, our, but, but when you think about it, if you had like a good like heart cry. Once you like nigga, you depleted after my that. Just, shit. Listen, after my mom passed, twenty seventeen, I ain't I just didn't cry. You know what I'm saying? The only the last time I cried was oh six when my uncle got murdered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Besides that, but after that, nigga, that shit turned on the faucet. They'll be watching TV like, oh nigga, this shit is emotional. <laughs> like it opened the faucet. So for the last, I don't know what, five years now, that shit is just open. Yeah. Hey y'all hey y'all some real dudes though. I fuck with y'all because we we all three of us know what pain feel like. Like we we suffer from this shit for real. Look, my nigga, I this I don't want to use the word hate, but like I wouldn't wish that type of like the pain that I felt when I lost my mama. I wouldn't wish that on a nigga. I hate it. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like that's how gut wrenching that shit is. So I, I like that's Man, it's different. I, I I think I was a I was the last person to talk to my mom before she passed. Right. I just came in the crib. Um, Went in her room, hugged her, talked for a little second and shit. Our brother was on his way home. He had like three weeks before he came home. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? She already had a scare and she held on for two more weeks. You know what I'm saying? Well, two more years after that. But kissed her. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have like a long conversation. Just I walk in the house, go see mom first. Then I went in the living room, kicked it with my dad. You know what I'm saying? And she was laying down already. So we had a little talk and she went to sleep. She just never woke up again. You know what I'm saying? The whole next day, she slept the whole day or whatnot. But, like, boy, I wish I knew that would have been the last conversation. Yeah. You feel me? Like. But, see, that's 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 the thing. And, like, we was talking about this in church the other week. If God showed you, so you want this bottle of water. If he showed you everything you had to go through in order to get the bottle of water, you'd be like, nah, I don't, I don't want that shit. <laughs> I don't want that shit. But that's why he can't reveal everything to you. Like, cause you got to go through it. You got to live it. And like, and you can't, you can't skip, nigga, you can't skip steps. You can't skip the grind. You can't cheat none of that shit. Like, you gotta, you yeah. gotta go through it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Not to cut y'all off, because I ain't conversation. I recently had my stepmom come, passed. Come on, come on and get on one of these mics. Right, like well, you, you in it now? All right, I'm in it. So look, my stepmom passed last year. She died from COVID, and uh, just just slide it on up. Um, you just touched on something that made me think about this. Um, where I don't know if it was it was might have been you because I was just thinking about it. Um, she died from COVID, but she went on a ventilator, and I looked up the ventilator, and it was like fourteen percent of people make it on it. Make it off of it, right? So I'm FaceTiming her. She in the hospital with the thing on her face. And I'm like, she like, I'm about to get on this ventilator or whatever. And I'm like, don't get on it because it's only 14% of people make it off of it. And at this time, she down there taking care of my youngest daughter since she was born. She probably like three at this time. So she like, um, I'm like, yeah, you don't feel like you about to die, right? She like, no. I'm like, oh, we good then. Shit, we're going to take it a day at a time. She called me the next morning and was like, um, just make sure Harper could read and da 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 So that was the flip side of what you're talking about to where it's like when you hear somebody say, like, damn, like she gave up. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, but it wasn't. It might not have been the gave up. It might have been what you said. She preparing you. She prepared me, and how you was telling your mama, like, um, damn, like I know you hanging on for us, right? It happened so sudden because it's COVID. So it's not like something that is progressing, progressing. Mm. This happened over a short period of time to where she knew at the hospital she couldn't take it. So it's like, damn. Look, look, my I gotta my, my dude. Same thing. Like when my pops got ready to pass, mm. I remember he had a. It was a Friday. I saw him. He was like, I. He's like, D. We got a doctor's appointment on Monday, and I was telling him like, Yo, I'm not working. I'll be here at such and such to come pick you up. And he was like, Man, that's even if I make it to the doctor's appointment on Monday. And I was like, Man, you talking crazy as hell. Like you, you know, yeah. like I, because I was about to not get fired, but like I was getting released from my job. I had to go in, sign some paperwork. I'm like, literally, all I got to do was go in and sign the paper. They gonna. I give him my badge, give him my computer. I'll be here. Like I'm going at eight. I'll be here by nine o'clock. He was like, he's like, all right, if we make, if, if I be at the doctor on Monday. And I'm just like, dog, I wish he stopped mm. talking this crazy shit. But I mean, hey, look, yeah. since, since bro want to plug in, cause you, you, you couldn't just wait. You yeah, just, no, I, I know you had to get out. No, 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 no. Tell, tell them how we met. Oh, wow. That's a whole different story. Y'all nah. go back a while? <clears throat> no, actually, we actually, it had to be like 2018, I want to say. Okay. If not 19. Now, I had followed this music for a minute just because I like Detroit artists. You know what I'm saying? I used to rap a long time ago. Hold, hold on. Before you get into your story, I want to cut you off. Give okay. us your name. Who, who? Okay. My name Dwight. Okay. I'm, du- I'm sort of kind of like, we we each other life coach. Okay. Honestly. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? And I was watching a couple of his videos, and then he started talking about God in such a way. And it's kind of like how Trey Burke came into his life. I came into his life the same way because I think at this time, he was just buying shoes, giving them to people. So he had a whole bunch of videos, him going to buy shoes for people. And I reached out to him like, damn, man, you buying everybody's shoes, but you the only one walking in God's shoes. So I'm going to buy you some shoes, right? This, this is literally how I reached out to him. Right, so um, he uh, we wrapped it up at that time, and then he hit me back up because I'm doing mortgages. I do mortgages for a living. So at this time, I'm just wrapped up in my business or whatever. He hit me up like, man, you must have been bullshitting stuff. I'm like, no, I got you. I went to the ball, grabbed the shoes, called him. He pulled up to my mortgage office. Mind you, I'm me and three of my friends own the mortgage company at this time. You know what I'm saying? So we pulled up. Um, we wrapped. We chopped it up for a minute. And then, I mean, after that, like right after that, we went out of town like 10 times. I mean, he, he had workers. He is all manager. He know everything he want to do, man. We just kept going out of town, kept going out of town, kept, you know what I'm saying, just building on, on another good level. It's because P was just here. Us three, we would go out of town and just keep building each other in so many different ways. So that's really how we met. But it was just like we knew each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Our spirits just connected on a different level. Dog, and sometimes, like, I never expected to be, like, 30. I'm 41. And, like, some of the niggas that we done got connected to just from me and Jay owning the studio, mm-hmm. like, literally are, like, I couldn't imagine what life looked like after them. Like, they just been lifelong friends. And, like, sometimes you meet people and they just down. Mm-hmm. Like from day one, and like like our homies, the twins, our homeboy Curve, like 
name tag. Like you, we we just met, we just met dudes, and they just and name tag still owe me a half million dollars. Yeah, we just met dudes, and they just they 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 just tapped in with us, and it is work. We've been rocking ever since. Yeah, one of my best homies. Like shit, nigga, I was damn near thirty before I met my dog B, and like that nigga been down for me like a nigga that I grew up in the sandbox with. So mm. I mean, you know, you. Nothing happens by mistake, you know what I'm saying? Right. Spirits connect, people connect. Time. It's it's the it's the so I don't know if you ever heard the uh the expression, like some people been working at a job for ten years mm. and you think you got ten years experience. Nigga, you got one year experience ten times. Damn. Cause you ain't never grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And some people just come in with a wealth of knowledge. Mm. And I look at friendships like that because I ain't got to know you seven years, but in two weeks you could have did more and showed me more or had a conversation with me more or our energies mesh more than somebody I didn't know my whole fucking life. And they don't so, got to. So why do why they, because I know we don't feel this. Why they always say, oh, this day one shit. It's day one shit. Like this nigga. Uh, well, well, guess we is day one. Because from day one when we met, you my dog. Mm. What's up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Some people, some people, it's just, it's just. So I look at shit based off of like how do I feel about something? Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily I don't look at friends like, you know, what can somebody do for me? I don't look at shit like a, an advantage. What can I get from somebody? What can somebody do for me? Cause like shit, I'd have met women the same way. Like sometimes you you done dealt with some women for years and it's just like the the same type of same type of feeling, y'all not growing, or you can meet somebody off rip. That connection is real, and it feel like y'all been locked in. You know, you know what I'm saying, locked in forever. So I mean, th- I think it comes from it's twofold. This is the jokey part. Uh, girls usually don't have friends for a long time. All they <laughs> girls friends, but like, I just married two weeks ago. But like men, be like I got friends that I've known for and been f- actual friends with. Longer than I women re- have not. Women relationships are crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. But I think it is because the nature of man is just so fickle. And like if somebody has been around for 20, 30 years, like damn. Here's a mentor of mine at my old Sunday school teacher when I was like in high school. Right. He was like, when you about to leave high school right now, he's like, you have a lot of friends right now that. You don't really realize it, but they situational friends like y'all been cool your whole life because y'all lockers are right next to each other. And once you don't have the fact that y'all live in the same neighborhood and go to the same building for eight hours a day or whatever, see how many of your friends are still there when y'all don't you basically not forced to be sitting there next to it. uh, When I turned 18, um, uh, uh, Farrakhan came here. Mm. He was at Cobra Hall, and I went there uh, with my stepdad, and I'm in there, and again, like I was talking about crying, I went up there, and I'm literally in tears in front of everybody. It's out cold. It's all type of Muslims in there, and I'm like, man, I got 40 friends that, you know what I'm saying, these my friends, we might be going down the wrong path, you know what I'm saying, because at this point, we in the streets, you feel me? And that's kind of the same sentiments that was shared, Right. So from that, I got like a mentor. I mean, a lot grew out of this. So even us talking about this, and I don't know um, too much about y'all channel. Um, like I said, I've been here one time before. I think you was in the other room. And um, 
a lot of people going to take a lot out of this. I could just tell just from around the aisle, just be sitting back. You know what I'm saying? It even make me want to get into <laughs> y'all conversation, even though I ain't supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? For everybody to know, he been reaching. He just found this opportunity <laughs> to take flight. Hold on, hold on. He was sitting over there. He been eating popcorn. Sitting over there. And then just, just, just eat a little bit closer. Bro, Jay, you don't even know from the beginning. When you try to put a little bit louder. <laughs> fuck that, bro. From, closer when you try to give him that chair right there, he like, no, that's cool right there. I'm going to ease my way the fuck up. He been plotting. I've been watching him. I'm like, this, he going to do, he going to pop his shit. He going to Pop his shit. I'm about to say we should have just kept the mic there. You could have <laughs> <laughs> just know. slid you right on there. No, no, no thinking. No, we should get a conversation though, man. No, hey, man, no but but you gotta say because when they watch, you know, a lot of people when they see their friends winning, right? Yeah. You can watch their body language on camera <laughs> to see if they winning. So just for the record, when my man's jumped on the mic, watch me. I'm like, oh shit. What, what's that? What they? This shit's about to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, for real. So, so look, I I know y'all mentioned being locked in and being connected, and you connected with them necessarily through the music. Uh-huh. What's going on with the music right now? What you got? Uh, what you man. got moving? The music is going in a great direction. Cause like I've been doing this for eight years now, blood, sweat, and tears. Like, but I had an easy path, but I had to figure out how to make my path me. Yeah. Like, cause most people be like, bro, you were really a CEO. And that's how certain people look at you. So the things you want them to do for you, they fuck with you, but certain niggas can't really do it because they know what pedestal you on and maybe not ready to, they not ready to share their platform. So don't take it as, you know, a nigga leaving you out. Just take it as keep stepping your shit up. Mm. Cause look, when I come from prison, you know, like I was getting, like when I call home, they be like, man, we got your baby over here. He, he had just like you, bro. I'm telling you, you're going to love this nigga whole time. They talking about GT. Because, you know, he got long hair. So he when I come home from prison, I get picked up in the bins. Manny Harris picked me up. That's my other big bro. He picked me up from the family career. We pulled to the block. GT there. He like, Skeechee, baby. What's up? I'm like, what's up, man? Because now I cut my hair. I got 360s. I'm like, shit, okay, I see you got like, I gotta grow my shit back. You feel me? Because you, 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 you do got the you do got the same sauce. So that night. Sino got a feature with Peasy at Hell of a Studio. So that night we go to Hell of a Studio. It's Lil Perry in there, Peasy, Lou Graham, and Sino doing a song. Like if niggas go back and look at Simple Lean with Thugs, I'm in that video. You gotta think this is my first day home. But you got the three sixties. I got the motherfucking three sixties. I ain't smoking no weed in two and a half years. No, no liquor. So my, I'm in this bitch aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they like rap, fresh like rap. Yeah, they like bro in here on on one. So then we leave. Peasy hit me up like two days later, like. Cause my, my brother, a girlfriend made my Instagram. They're like, you gotta make an Instagram. Okay. So she made it for me. As soon as I made it, certain people post me. Peasy hit me up. Like, bro, little bro, pull up to the studio. Like, I'm gonna put you on a tape. I'm only three days home. I'm on mud music. One or two. I'm on mud music instantly in three days in. So then, mind you, I do that. Then DJ BJ have his first ever first bar challenge. Yeah. And Calico is the judge. He wanted the judges. But me and Calico used to spar on the corners. I'd be at the crib, whatever that come. Like, you know, Calico over here. He like, where you at? They trying to battle. 
Cause I used to be a nigga battling like yo Lola, yo Yola, I mean Lo Yola everywhere. I used, I I know how to freestyle. Yeah. So me and Calico used Battles to battle. This is my shit. I'm all the way in. I'm, I'm all the way in the culture. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like all that. the way in. So we used to battle, but I won the eight bar challenge, and part of the winning was okay. You get a free video, you get free studio time at Nocturnal Studios, and you get a free verse from Icewear Vezo. So mind you. Me and, me and Ice to this day, we tied in. That's big cuz. You know what I'm saying? But Peasy already bringing me around. So I already kind of built a relationship with Ice. So when I won a challenge. Oh, he gave you the fire verse. He like, damn, you won a challenge? So that was the start of my rap career. So so is that when you like, because everybody know individually when they when they started taking it serious. Is that when, when did you start taking music serious? Uh, nine years old. Okay. I was already rapping in my room. I used to be on punishment a lot. They used to just like, that's why I told you I was going to, my mama regrets his day, but my, my stepdaddy, he was a different type of guy. Like, and I'm going to let it out. He was a different type of guy. Like, he was so being on discipline. So he had this position, like, and I caught it the most out of my big brother and my little sister. Like, he would say some shit like, assume the position when it's time to get your He's ass. In the military? No, he just got this shit in him. I don't know where he got this shit from. Probably his daddy. Yeah. So when you say assume the position, he opened his legs up and you gotta stick your head. I got I got my ass whooped like that all the time. You feel me? Not the leg, the calves on your did. neck. Well, yeah. So that nice that ass, ass up. I brought my dad on the pod last year. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? For my 40th. You feel me? And that nice ass man that y'all heard, y'all say y'all love. Oh, he had my head between his legs with the extension cord. Like, so Every shot is on par. You feel me? No. Yeah. I love my father. He's a great man. Greatest man I know. The whooping house. The whooping the house. The whooping mm-hmm. house. Yeah, that don't get me. He, he, had, he had him shook. He used to drive him past an abandoned building and tell him it was the whooping house. Convince me and my brother that they do shit but whoop kids. I'm going to see if we still on it because why, why, why am I... Why am I st- Throwing my stepdaddy under the bus right now. What, <laughs> what point was 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 we getting to? We we don't shit. We we having Man, a good we, time. We, we like just, this nigga throwing Joe D under the bus. You know <laughs> like for no reason. Joe D caught us. Real. Straight. I love I love Joe. Straight. I love number four Joe D. I just wanted GM Joe D to, to be better for my best. Strays and shit. No, we mm-hmm. was talking. We was talking about the music. So. You know we are gonna fast forward it though. Okay. What you no, working but, on? No, but, I, don't, I, don't, I, need, oh. I need I need I need I need. We was there. We was there. Then we then we went somewhere else though. No, but we was there. <laughs> no, no, you was ta- bro- you was talking about Calico. You and Cali we won bow. The oh, we, okay, we was then, talking. Then you won the eight bar challenge, so you got we the verse from Bezo. You you did it to me. You said when did you start taking rap serious? When did you start taking rap serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. So look, nine years old. This is why I'm on punishment. I'm rapping. I'm spitting the bars. So I rap it to my mama while she had the ironing board. All my folks say shut up. Maybe you should. Nine years old, chewing on the sloppy Joe burger. That's a, that's the first bars. I still remember to this day. So my stepdaddy used to sing and rap. He used to roll with this guy called B Def. You know what I'm saying? Prince of the city. He dropped that tape. Was going crazy. And they used to go to a, a studio that was owned by Big L. And I went in there at nine years old. My stepdaddy said, "Have you ever met a millionaire before?" I'm like, "No." Well, he like that's Big L right there. He a millionaire. So I'm in the studio working with them and whatnot, whatever. And they had people that was affiliated with Bone Crusher that wanted to sign me then. Young, they thought I was the real little Bow Wow because mm. how I'm coming. But, you know, I'd be in there rapping. And then sometimes I'd be like, you can cuss. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, this is a fucked up story. I'm gonna get back to it. Cause look, I'm riding with my stepdaddy uncle, right? So on Thanksgiving, we young as hell, we all in the car. He like, look, I ain't like y'all, mommy, y'all, daddy, y'all can cuss on the way to grandma's house. I said, we can. I said, motherfucking shit, bitch, 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 bitch. He said, hold on, like Demetrius. He called my real like, hey, you got to calm your ass down. Rest in peace, his soul. He said, he said, no, I say y'all can cuss to the lyrics, man. You gotta be. So look, but but look though, man, my stepdaddy used to be so fucking aggressive. So yeah. we we going to record. I can't hear myself in the mic. All I want them to do is to turn me down. I'm like, yeah, turn me down a little bit, cause now it's on the flow for me to get to this step, to this step, to get to them people. Yeah, you feel me? So. And it was a guy, I'll never forget this, I never discriminate what a man do. It was this one guy's name Silk. He do females' hair. But this nigga Silk was the plug. And I knew he was the plug at 11 years old. Cause he had the resources and the connections. He wasn't gay or nothing. He just do hair in his shop. You know what I'm saying? So my stepdad was just so aggressive. Like, man, rap that shit, man. They try to tell him one time to calm, like, just calm down. Let him get comfortable. He would never let me get comfortable. And the last time he cussed me out so fucking bad, I put I, I, I put the mama card. I said, man, take me to my mama, bro. I'm straight. <laughs> oh, you want to go to your mama? All right, we going to your motherfucking mama. Then mad at me. But from that day, I made a vow with God to myself. Like, one day, I'm going to make it and rap it. I'm going to do this shit the right way and my way. Like, my mama even get on my nerves at times. They don't understand this shit. I used to be 14. It was some niggas called fam. Had their own studio. I had to beg my mama to let me go to that studio. And she would let me go on days. But then they 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 like my shit so much. They want me to come back tomorrow. I'm like, mom, going back to the studio. No, you ain't. What the fuck you mean I'm not going back tomorrow? <laughs> no, nah, you ain't going. What the fuck is you talking about? You know, parents they don't they don't see that vision. So like when my kids like tap in with shit that like they interested in, man, I just let them go crazy with it. Well, you know? it's not that the, the, the parents don't see the vision. Sometimes they do. They don't. But sometimes the kids don't see the what's else around them. The, you right. So like when there, I was, there we go. Hold on, hold on, because my mama going to watch this. Ma, I'm not mad because he about to touch on what he, she probably was protecting me. Yeah, so it was a. Sorry, ma. My brother homeboy and my homeboy uh, lived on the street. You know what I'm saying? And every time we about to go on, she was like, not nah, Jason. Now, if you smell anything funny down here, I'm like, I mean, they was down there making weed tea, all all type of shit. Like she knew having what a time, good time, having a good time. But like we go, we used to go to all there and shit. But like they already knew. Like I don't want you down there because the type of shit that's on this on the Joy Road Evergreen, right? So that first block and the second block and this the block, like we know what the fuck is going on right here, and they live right next door. I don't want you down there because of the shit that's going on right next door. So, but I'm not gonna come out. Why there you ain't just that. plug yourself? Joy Road Exit coming I mean, off the freeway. In real life though. <laughs> so so I just look at it like this. For me as a father, like I just try and be, I just try and be open minded to shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if the if the kids into something. I don't try and put my influence on it. I don't try and put my spin. Maybe you should do it this way. Here's an example. We know what goes on at night at Detroit gas stations. If your kid wants to go to the studio that's at the Detroit glass station at 2 o'clock in the morning, you putting get, your foot get, down. Get, I don't get, want get you the, there. 
Nigga, I was with my son. You feel me? So sometimes we and your the, kid, like, nigga, we about to go up there and rap. We freestyle the, outside hold, of the, the gas station on such and such such. Like, no, niggas is getting robbed and killed. I was with my oldest. I was with my oldest son. He's 19, about to turn 20. And we was in the gas station, and I saw these little niggas like thinking they was finna line them up. Mm. Like I'm watching, I'm watching the whole shit. Like they didn't see him get out, get out of my car. They just see uh-huh. him walking. Now he he fresh. He got on his J's. He about to go some. We just from the barber shop, so he about to go somewhere. And he he looking clean. So I'm seeing the little niggas' eyes. Watch him as soon as soon as he step out. He thumb fucking on his phone, talking to <laughs> you know, talking to his girl, his girlfriend. Call while we in the gas station. I'm watching the two little dudes because they walked in right behind us. I was like, oh, they on some bullshit. But like, that's my son. I'm with him. I always stay strapped up. So like, if it ain't nothing going, ain't nothing going down. So eventually, like while they communicating with their eyes, I catch like one of them catch me. Peeping what's going on. We get our gas. We go back to the car. I'm like, dog, you, you so busy into that phone. You don't even see that. Like them two, them two dudes right there. Had I not been there, they'd have had your ass and sometimes him to fuck up. And so, mm-hmm. mom or daddy know best. They see yeah, some man. shit that you don't see now, and you see shit that they don't. But like, I'm trying to keep you safe. Fuck all that. I, I hey, am. What, what about that first time when y'all mama? The first time she caught y'all high. Off motherfucking wanna. Oh my, oh my god! I thought my mom was so, a fucking monster. Look, look. <laughs> I, I remember. She I, said I, you I, high as hell. I said no, I ain't. That, that's, all, that's always the lie. Like, your face red as shit. Your red. eyes red as shit. I can't even stand. She said stand still. I couldn't. I'm, can't. I'm high as hell, dude. Rego. Look, <laughs> off of Reggie. Look, my nigga Doug. Shout out, shout out to my nigga Doug. His mama used to let us get high in the house. She a we, real one. We could. So I'm, I'm gonna give you the setup. We would get. We was already smoke. Like this ninth, tenth grade. We already. Sm- I'm smoking. I'm smoking every day because we had a teacher that was cool as hell and he showed he used to let us smoke in his class because it was like right. He had a classroom, but then he had like a dark room. He was like the photography teacher. He had a dark room outside the classroom. So like unless you was like an art student or really knew about this shit, he wasn't letting you back there. No way. But he would let us go back there and get high and he wouldn't say shit. Mm. So I'm already at school getting fucked the fuck up. So we would on a half day, like before I started fucking, like we would all crazy right here. He's different. (laughs) His word is (laughs) fuck the fuck up. (laughs) I was fucked up. But before I started, before I started fucking, we would just get high off half days. Okay. So my nigga Doug lived in Southwest. This nigga, we was like 14. Doug was driving every day. He had a brother that got locked up, but his brother had this clean ass El Camino. So he, so we just jump in the L dog, go to his mama house and get fucked up in the living room. She let us smoke in the living room. So like nigga, we was getting idea though, but for sure. Her thing was her thing was like, look, I know y'all smoking and getting high. I'd rather y'all get high here, come down here, and then go do it. But let me hit it. She nigga, she would make us shit to eat because we Oh, y'all so got the munchies. <laughs> because we'd had the munchies. Like nigga, she make br- she made like brownies, frozen pizzas. Doug house was the spot. And I remember I got high as fucking Doug crib, and I was like, all right. Doug I, get right now? And they work at the gas station. Shit. Doug. <laughs> and they work at the gas Doug, station. give me 45 on premium. That's why Doug. Sorry, well, shout out to Doug, Doug. Doug I'm, anyway. I'm so anyway, we. I, I remember I got high as fucking Doug house. And I was like, I'm straight. I'm going to go home. 
Nigga, I took the Grand River bus home. It took me an hour to get to the crib. So I'm like, between the bus, like, I ain't going to be high when I make it home. <laughs> I walked through the door. So our side door was, like, connected right to the kitchen. So either you walk one way to go to the kitchen or you go the other way, and then you go up the steps to make it in. I walked straight to the kitchen. My mama's standing in the kitchen, but I figured... It's been an hour on the bus. I don't. I ain't high no more. I sure enough don't smell high. I've been riding on the bus for an hour. Soon as I walk past, she like she grabbed me on the shoulder. She was like, "Turn around," you know, in the high. Hey, hey, ma. She and she just stood there for a second. She's like, "Are you high?" Huh? She she's like, "You can't hear me." Like we three feet apart. She's like, "You can't hear me." I'm like, nah, nah, I ain't, nah, I ain't high. What you talking about? I ain't high, higher than a motherfucking light bill in the middle of the wintertime, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say nothing then. Uh, fuck DTE. Yo, my DTE, I got my DTE, DTE bill today, $495. $495. You know what, since this podcast so good, I'm paying both for the DTE bill. Send me I the tab. Zero dollars right now. I just pay that shit today. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Four hundred and ninety-five well, American well, he, dollars. He pay his. Me, me, and you got okay. I got your number. We locked in. Okay. Four ninety-five. So anyway, so anyway, she ain't say shit that day. But the next day, and she ain't say shit to my pops. So, and I, I thought that was weird, like, cause I knew. Like, when I realized what had happened, I was like, man, you know, when you know punishment is imminent, like, it'd be, it be like walking on eggshells. I know it's going to happen. Yeah. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to be on punishment forever because I used to get in a lot of trouble, and I would be on punishment like, nigga, for months. I was on <laughs> punishment for a whole year one time, and they told us, can nobody else buy us Christmas presents either? <laughs> So nigga, I'm thinking that's of fucked up. I'm thinking I mean, one of punish- person snuck and gave us Christmas presents. Like nigga, we not y'all. We not, we not getting out for Christmas, and can't nobody else get y'all nothing either. What was the gifts? Uh, I got a I got an AMFM or a Walkman. Okay, that's the yeah. gift. So look, so the next day, I'm thinking like punishment coming. You know, oh, I, I, Walkmans and shit. Walkman. I, you feel me? <laughs> I know. I know. She talked to my dad last night, and punishment coming. The next day, she take me to school. And like it's just quiet. We just listening to Mason the whole way, and, and she was like, "I'm gonna tell you." When we got to school, she's like, "I'm gonna tell you something." She's like, "That's gonna be the first and the last time you come in my house." Hot, like she felt like weed was drugs. Like that's it gonna, is. It ain't. She's like, "That's the first and the last time." Especially you, then, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because I. You're right. I was like, she's like, that's the first and the last time he's gonna walk in this house high. You understand me? And I was like, so how long be on punishment? She was, so my mama would be on. We had this rule like, if I told her something fucked up, like I could, we could. She was like, you can talk to me about whatever. But we had this rule. She was like, before I tell you this, either you need to tell me, do I need to be a mama or do I need to sit on my hands? And like sitting on hands was like her way of saying like, you don't want me to say shit about it. So she's like, she's like, this is this one I'm going to sit on my hands with. She's like, next time you're like, it's going to be a different conversation because I'm going to talk to your dad about it. But like I found out later on and I love my old man. I ain't trying to put his thumb out there up under the bus. He was getting high. He was getting high. My uncle would come over and they always go in the basement. But we adults. And my mom was like, no, your uncle, your uncle here. So we like adults in our, in our. And our, we yeah, y'all, y'all go do something else, but, but y'all you can't know, go in the basement. Your brain don't fully develop to you approximately twenty five years old. You look, feel me? Look, so my, my dad used to have, so I, I, my dad used to have like this tin box, 
And like when my uncle would come over, the box would always be close around. And I ain't never, you know, literally I was a kid and I, I didn't just realize he was smoking. So like whenever my uncle would come over the box, like I see it up under a chair or some shit. Cause that was, that was where the weed was. They was getting high. Them niggas go in the basement and get high as shit. You good. Shout out to them, man. Yeah, man. I love them both. Yeah. I love them both. Yeah. So man, when, when can we expect some new music dropping from you? Well, I got a, uh, I got a video ready with me at FMBDZ. Okay, I just I just dropped the video. Me and RMC Mike. I like uh, RMC Mike. Out, straight out of Flint. Straight out of Flint. Then free Rio. Cause okay. Rio, Rio, one of my real niggas. I fuck with Rio. Me and Rio got four videos on YouTube. They all at like two hundred k. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Then I just talked to Sada Baby. I sent him the song. He sent it right back. So we trying to figure out we when we gonna do that. But see, really. Y'all are, are part of what I call the manifest because y'all are two great men. And I knew, like he said earlier in the beginning, like y'all don't really do nothing, people that ain't on y'all radar. But it was something about me that was like, we gonna we gonna let bro come on the show. Yeah, I think he's and, like, yo, I want to come on. I, wanna, I got great things to talk about or something. And yeah. most people, that's not how they approach. They'll be like. Y'all just want to Can I Can I yeah. Can I just come on I got an album dropping Such and such Such and such Yeah And look and my like, dog One thing I can say Like to To your positive Like you was persistent Cause uh-huh. like You know I gave you a couple dates She's like Nah I need to get in Before March is over Yeah And like we had a guest Lined up for this week Like yeah. we hit, Shout out to my homeboy Cat He coming through In a few weeks But he He ended up having A family emergency And had to dip And he hit me up He was like Look I ain't gonna be able To make it here mm-hmm. I was like Well my man's just trying to get in, and he like you kept pressing the issue. Like mm-hmm. I got to get in before March. I got to get yeah. in before March. And I was like, it just it divine intervention. It just opened and, up. Yeah. It's not that we don't like we ain't like on some elite shit like this, but like yeah, like I enjoy on the podcast. I know what our listeners like. I know yeah. or whatnot, and I like having conversations, right? Yeah. And with complete strangers, if I've never heard anything. I don't never want to sound like a traditional interview. Yeah. All right. How old was you when this happened? This yeah. Is, you know what I'm saying? I love okay. how that shit just. But then you flow. then you gotta know it's a two way street because yeah. y'all may not personally know who I was. You know what I'm saying? And I may not personally know who y'all are, but we don't know together or apart what we really is can build together. That's yeah. Big Be- You're right. Because we all intend uh, got intensities. You know what I'm saying? We all we all got things going well. You know what I'm saying? So. You got to think, I seen, I got plugged in through y'all podcast through my big bro, Oba. Mm. Okay, shout out to Oba. That's, that's, that's we, how, had him not too, we had him yeah. here not too long ago. That's how, I, that's how I found it. So, I just come with grace. Man. I come with grace. Man, so we appreciate it. I like, this, I like this conversation. Yeah, it was, it was good shit. And, and it, like with Daisy and them, I fuck with Daisy and them hard. They scooted people out the way to get me in uh, like sooner. You know what I'm saying? Because... It's a it's a time and a place for everything, but when yo when they start knocking at your door and you doing everything right, you know that it's about to start happening and yeah. you about to get it back tenfold. So no, can I, can I answer? You said like, what's next? This is my step right here, mm. letting the people know who Skeechy Michi is, and if I get on a platform, know that it don't stop here with our relationship. This shit be beyond that Where mm-hmm. we at a barbecue together And we kicking it Cause I, I ain't never did shit like this before I'm getting out of my shell 
just being comfortable doing this. So again, we locked in now. We yeah. we didn't exchange info. We always tell yeah. guests, when you know, the, the door is always the yep. door is always because, open for be, you to come back because I'm 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 still. I'm like I manage like you no know, I gotta talk with a manager and everything, but it's certain rappers that like y'all can tell me a name off camera or anything that'd be like you know we like dog it'd be like blink of an eye but it ain't going through me I'm just directly giving a message and I'm giving y'all the numbers or him the numbers I don't got nothing to do with this I don't want no, I just want the plug that's the plug in them niggas is like that up up there at Shop Talk yeah you need to go we, up there we appreciate it you know what I'm saying we appreciate it so yeah. Every week we drop a music pick of the week. And when I have an artist, when we have artists in here, you know, people may not be as familiar with you and your catalog. Uh, Our audience. Cause yeah. Clearly you popping. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and Jay plugged the song in, uh, in post production, but like give us a song that people can listen to. We'll let you be the music pick. Well, you, you are the music pick of the week, but give me a song that we can play here where, where people can get into. People can get into you, your music, your sound, and what you're doing. Well, we can we can do me, Doughboy Kid, Crispy Life Kid, 3 a.m. downtown. 3 a.m. downtown. It's on all streaming platforms it's already? On, it's on our streaming platforms. All right, we're we going to plug it in. Jay will put it in right now, and we let the people ride out to it. You know what? A lot, a little bit. It ain't on all streaming platforms. So let's do Free Rio, all streaming Platforms, fuck your favorite rapper. <laughs> okay, free real. We'll, free real. We'll, we'll put that in there. Been having crazy thoughts. Should I drop some? Cause I ain't been feeling niggas' vibes. The dead need company. I'm really in these streets. You a rapper making rap money. Rapping like you street niggas sweet. Don't get rap dummy. I wish I could get a bag off this rapping. I wish I would cuff a rat. I fuck bad bitches. A lot of niggas got dropped on my block and still active. Put that pressure on your favorite rapper. Put that pressure on your favorite rapper. We'll turn her to some kidnappers. I'll hold this bitch down. I know real trappers. Niggas flying in them pounds. We got pill action. 23 or the 24. You know Field Jackson caught a nigga at the studio. These niggas still lacking. Vibes on a nigga face change, but I'm still laughing. Niggas getting shot and ain't shooting back. Niggas hanging with the ops doing op tracks. Niggas dissing on them songs and ain't drop shit. Your favorite rapper never caught a body. He a line bitch. Niggas catching waves cause they sucking dick. I'm a shark in the water from the deep trenches. Getting hit all in your face. Ain't no jumping fences. West side, nigga, this for life. You can be a victim or just stay on the sideline. You can be a witness. Go tell a Fuck niggas up, I handle my business Amen. How he was 50 niggas deep and he raised demons How he let them go their way, now they feel equal Rap niggas snitching, rap niggas fucking trannies Rap niggas switching, they ain't even with their family Rap beef, check the rap sheet, Lisa Leslie Get the spark around this bitch, it get deadly Ain't no driving in no cars without no weapon Ain't no shows in the club, we in your section Jay, you got a uh, Whose Mans Is This This Week? Uh, whose Mans Is This? Uh, Listen, dog. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but the Joe Biden, creepy Joe Biden, uh, did his presidential uh, State of the Union address. And for some reason, uh, Kamala Harris' husband and Joe Biden's wife, they just came and kissed on the lips and kept it moving. Like, I thought, like, you know what? This probably a situation where they went in for the cheek and somebody just turned wrong. But then I watched it like, no, nah, them niggas just came they in kissed. and just kissed and then just like, 
Kamala Harris' husband One, the nigga last name Not Harris So what kind of man What kind of nigga is you uh, Whose man's is this so, Like so, what are you doing fam so, so can I share a story Like like what are you doing dog Like this is like This shit was like, but Before the story I want to ask y'all a question Yeah You don't got to say the scripture But off spot What's your favorite Bible scripture Just the title of it Like what is it What would it be Yo, I got it tatted on my arm. It's Proverbs, verse three. It's pro- third Proverbs five and six. And trust in the Lord. Trust okay. in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into your own understandings. For all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. You got it so right you, here. So you taking that one too? Yes. Well, that that is a it holds a personal spot in my life. Okay. Uh, my mother very religious but that was on our answering machine okay. growing up. So I heard that literally every it. single day. But if day. you got to pick one. I mean, I'm saying you're rolling with that one. Yeah, That's sure. great. It was always special to me okay. because when I moved out, I was like 19. And like the la- my last two weeks at home was crazy. Like my mama said something to me I ain't like. I can't even think of it right now. I went to the basement. I took I pushed my fist through the basement wall. And I was like, I can't fucking live here no more. <laughs> like that was that was it. I found my apartment. Two weeks later, I was out. And I was like, I can't fucking, I'm a man. I can't live here no more. I can't live by these rules. I want to do what the fuck I want to do. It's probably some bullshit, yeah, but just being yeah, a yeah. young nigga, you know, I was making a little bit of money. I was like, I ain't got to deal with this shit no more. So I found my apartment and I left and we moved and I moved out. I was with my ex-wife. She was my girlfriend. then. we moved into these apartments in Southfield. And I remember when I moved out, I always had a Bible in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. My mama left a letter in the Bible. And in the letter, it was taught... You know, because she understood that, like, I was I was just crazy. Okay. You know, I was just young and wild and couldn't nobody tell me shit. And I'm probably still kind of like that. Can't nobody really tell me much of much motherfucking nothing. But she wrote me a letter in the Bible. And in the letter, she was like, look, I understand that the world is cold. And I've tried to prepare you for it. But, like, you know, you feel you a man. You got to kind of go off on your own. And in that letter in the Bible, she wrote that scripture out. And it always stood with me because... Like, I remember me, my mama used to have this thing like on the first of the year, you know, we sit down together as a family. She would like we would read, read the word and she would ask us to write our goals. We put it in the envelope. We seal it and we put it in the front of the Bible and then we would go back and revisit it next year. And we sealed it so nobody else would look at it. But she was like, you know, you're committing to yourself your goals for the year. And we put it in, we had like a big family Bible in, in the crib. So she slid the letter in there, like where we would normally in my Bible, like how we would normally do it. And I just remember when, so, and she didn't tell me. So I remember like, you know, living in my apartment and I'm thinking like, shit, I'm making money. I'm living with my girl. This shit can't be that hard, but like living on your own harder than a motherfucker when, you know, I didn't have to do it that way. And I remember opening up the Bible one day and finding the letter and then like find, like finding what she had wrote to me. It was like a two or three page letter she had wrote to me. And then that scripture was like the end of that. And that's why I tatted it on me. Like after she had passed and I, I put the roses because it, we, she had like a flower garden at the house and she always grew roses. And I just wanted that. I, I wanted to keep that with me. And I heard that verse so many times, man, because anybody time answer machine days when they called your house, the tape played. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all the hardly. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it grounds me now because, you know, I'm always looking and reading and understand or trying to understand some things and 
looking at all this other stuff. And then sometimes I just got to think about like trusting the Lord with your all the heart and lean not into your own understanding. I understand that I may think I know what the fuck is going on. I didn't put two and two together, but I'm leaning on what I understand. And I'm really supposed to be leaning on his understanding, what he said. So Jay, to a certain extent, fuck what you think going on. I didn't gave you the blueprint and stop fucking around with your own understanding and listen to the one that's been I, given to you. I didn't I'm, get, I'm, I'm Psalms 91, by the way. Okay. My scripture. I didn't get it until I got older about like your own understanding. And like I used to, when I was younger, I used to worry a lot about shit, just being a kid and, you know, having false shit. You, you'd be worried about your, your spelling test or, you know, some shit like that, that I was already I did well in school from like to eighth grade. Then after that, I just, you know, jumped off with it. But I always looked at it in my life now, like you got a plan for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You wake up and you in your mind, this is what I'm going to do. But you never know how like God is going to kind of direct you. I I thought he shall direct your path. Yeah. I I got the idea what we about to do. We're going to open a podcast studio. We go to the my nigga. What you think you're doing? <laughs> I, I, I never I'm forget. I'm your path. Look, dog, Jay, Jay been my dog for since high, I've known Jay since high school. We ain't run together back then. That's real, though. Yeah, it is. I remember when he, we used to have a, a suite downstairs that was way smaller. And I remember when he looked at this suite and shout out to the homeboy, Muddy. You and Muddy came and looked at this suite and Jay hit me up and told me, he's like, look, our lease up. I'm thinking about moving to the suite upstairs. And he told me what it was costing. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. It was like damn near triple what we was paying for downstairs. And then so we talked on like a Thursday, maybe like a Friday. I was like, well, we should talk it over. And then like he called me like a day or two later. He was like, we talked about it. I signed the lease. I, when I see you, I give you the key. And we started moving in. And I was like, at that point, I was like, shit, we locked in with it. We got to make it work. Five years later, we ain't never miss rent. We ain't never go without. It, during the pandemic, it was we couldn't even get into the building. Like they was like, no, but rent was still due at the at the beginning right. of every month. But it worked. Like we ain't. We, and even though I didn't see the vision, I didn't have faith in the moment. Like we we thugged that shit out, and it's it's worked. It's worked. Yeah. Acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. Yeah. You feel? Me? Talk to the homie Nick. Uh, he got to have him on because it's almost been exactly one year since he was on the first time. Yeah, and exactly one year ago, like things were drastically different. Yeah, and things made it everything's fine. And that was the first time I actually said what the fuck was going on with me. You know, Mike you, was off. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. But that's the time I actually said it out loud to anybody. You fucking lied to me because, like, I remember when the day it happened, we was here, and I knew something was wrong with you. And you was like, nah, I ain't going. I'm, I'm all right, but I knew something was fucked up. You know, it is what it is. But dog, but we, done, we done been through I, so much. I need to, I need to take on how y'all feel about police brutality. I'm not with it. I, I feel like the police take advantage of their power. I was joking about that shit on Twitter, but like when the police say like stop resisting, that's like they warning and they finna either beat the fuck out of you or shoot your ass. That's for the camera. It's not for yeah, you. No, no, no. That's 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 for them in court. Stop and, resisting. The nigga resisting. And then. <laughs> And, and what kind and what kind of worries me about police brutality is really the biggest thing is my sons, 
because my my oldest, you know, I recently got him on his wheels a few few months ago, a few weeks ago, really recently got him on his wheels and out here in the streets. And, you know, he 19, about to turn 20, being independent, being a man. Lip, he I want he living on his own because he down on, on campus and just that worry that, you know, not necessarily even him, because I he he gets things a little bit little bit differently like he's mature for his age and just mature period but my middle son is like he he he, he not even a problem but he like if it's up it's like he he ready you know what i'm saying like fighting used to be his thing like when he was in middle school like i remember the nigga was thugging so bad one time school got out at 3 30 teacher calling me at three o'clock like you got to come get him now I'm like, ma'am, school get out in a half hour. Like, if he been doing, the, she was like, nah, he can't wait 30 more minutes. You need to come get him now. <laughs> I literally pull up to the school. My baby sitting up front, shirt all bloodied up. And I'm like, nigga, he's like, it's a bad day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, it's a bad day. So that's the one I'm worried about because, like, he get combat. He get combative about shit now, and I can see it going left. And, like. He be he used to fight something about high school, and I think it's probably like women, like kind of tapered that shit down. But like and other adults, the grown ups, not grown ups, but like when you, you in middle school, you, it's the same kids you didn't grow up with. Now it's other people from other neighborhoods, and like yo, this shit different. But but you see him like you've seen my son like he a he a big yeah. he a big man. So like. If it goes left, like, I'm not worried about him not being able to defend himself. I'm worried about, like, somebody shooting him. Well, that's a different. Hey, let, me, let me see how cold you are. Give me a word that means something valuable to us that start with a B. That means something valuable to us as, like, black people or? No, just period. Like, with a B. Start with a B. Uh, bravery. Damn. Damn. He cold. <laughs> he cold. Cause he, cold. he killed it. Bravery. He killed it. Like when you do some shit and you scared to do it, you know, but you did it anyway. Like But it has to be done. Start like business. Yeah. Jumping yeah. up that ledge. Be the, here. Look, look. You be here. You can't be nowhere this, to make money. As much as I love shop talking what it's grown into, I always get credit. Like this was Jay idea. We when we recorded the first one, it was at was was it your house? Apartment, yeah. yeah, it was at it was at his apartment. What? And I'm thinking On I'm just iPad. I'm just thinking like Jay my man's and we had talked about doing this for so long. I'm like, I'll appease my nigga. Like, you know, I'll do it. It, it ain't gonna be that, that big of a deal. And then when he called me back the next week, like I this is what we're gonna talk about this week. I was like, Oh, this this a thing. Because we was recording on Fridays and like Fridays is prime fucking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Time. That's that's prime going. That's the start of the weekend, and I'm finna fuck. <laughs> and like I gave this thing of my Friday for sure, and that's that's a big thing. And it's been every. And you Friday. was living with a woman. I wasn't like nigga. <laughs> yeah. This was eating nuts. Look, and I was working midnights, and my only off days in the week was Friday night and Saturday night. And one of them nights that I'm actually at home, I'm doing the podcast. So, so look. I got kids, and Friday and Saturday, I don't have the kids. Oh, this is cutting into prime fucking on the weekend for me. big fact. But, but it's worked. It's been every Friday <laughs> since June 15th, 2016. You feel me? No yeah. weeks off. So that 356 episodes is straight. No weeks off 
from the doctor's bed. Nigga, I from the, the hospital. Parent. He lost the parent. Like, it don't matter. We gonna do this shit. Hey, bro, you you too hard. Because I, I I don't like how you just spit that bravery out off that B. Look, give me a F. <laughs> Freedom. Damn. He, he can do it all day. That's my man. No, he go all day. He can't do this one. A Z. I walk out. You say something with a Z. I can't fuck up. Me right. All right, listen. I leave right fucking now. Now look, you're not gonna. I'm gonna have to explain this, but I'm gonna say zebra. But it gotta. It's it's more different. Let me hear. Listen. All right. So when you look at a zebra, and you be like, "Yo, this look like a fucking horse with black and white stripes," but. God makes everything for a purpose, right? And I, I made him black and white with stripes to protect him. And you be like, well, that shit mean, like, but you stand out because don't no, ain't nothing in the jungle black and white. You feel me? But a zebra black and white stripes uh, are made to protect them because we know zebras run in packs. So when it's a whole bunch of zebras and all of them black and white, uh, the, the lions and the cheetahs can't decipher which one is which. It's just like a bunch of black and white stripes. So while you with your people and you insulated with your family, you you you, you protect it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, I'm going to so go. Hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, I'm saying is. I'm a, I see y'all. <laughs> so the, 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 the protection that like we feel safe when we when we, when we with our friends and with our family, because individually you might be a victim out here. But when I'm. But when you with your friends and your family, you feel the sense of security. You know what I'm saying? And that's the zebra complex. Man, drop the bitty music. <laughs> drop the bitty music. My nigga. So look, so look, this is the end of the show when we always had artists, when we had people guest on, period. Uh, this is their opportunity. Give people your socials, where they can find you, where they can get connected in, where they can get to know more about you. Uh, you know, you can follow me on Instagram, Skeechy Soul Saver 3. You can also pull up the King Clouds Hookah Shop on 7 Mile in Southfield, or you can also come to our restaurant on Northwestern Highway, Lily Mays, and I'll be there. Come get you a, this is a specialty, you got to ask Petey now, Cajun fried turkey leg with jambalaya on top of it. Oof. I'm in Okay. There. Yeah, we there. I'm in we there. there. Matter of fact, come tomorrow. It's Jasmine Renee hosting in China. Okay. Tomorrow. I'm going to try and make it tomorrow. I know I, got, I know I got some of my kids tomorrow, but I'm going to try and make it. Look, this your man, Dame, three underscores, 313 on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, what's up? Oh, and TikTok, because I still fuck with TikTok. Talk to me. At me. Talk to me. I talk back. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast. Book some motherfucking time. Oh, shout out to Skeechee Beachy uh, for coming through. Love the conversation Absolutely We locked in man uh, Whenever, Like we said Whenever you come on the show uh, The door is always open You know what I'm saying Just That's reach out to me attitude that we throw out We mean it So we fuck with you We locked in um, Shout out to y'all man 356 weeks in a row Shout out to that Fucking balloon That got shot the fuck down From China Oof. That shit is weird There was another one That they shot down today Over, over Alaska Really really weird Y'all can know I can get into my conspiracy bag But I'm going to say that for another time. You feel me? You know what I think? I think the Patreon is really coming for We got the shit going on on This Week in Culture. It's doing really well. I think it's coming to the pod, uh, all the video, because YouTube is... YouTube some hoes. Look, YouTube some hoes. They made us work hard as fuck for them, thou- for them thousands, and they ain't, they ain't, pay, they ain't paid up. It's not that we took it off. YouTube is dead. 
Yeah, like YouTube, you can't have ads in if you curse. You can't cuss in the first seven minutes, so the algorithm gonna snatch that shit off. And then you have limited, like YouTube is is it's not built for it's not built for black content like that. You feel me? Because we are colorful people. We cuss. We we do a lot of different things and advertise. Like who the fuck can't cuss? You feel me? So anywho, but that conspiracy, uh, the conspiracy shit could go to the Patreon. Your Dame After Dark shit can go. I want to take Patreon. Dame After Dark to OnlyFans. Um, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm Patreon trying to figure it out. Good, you know, and it's un- uncensored. You know what I'm saying? We, all that. Oh, speaking of Dame After Dark, I locked in with the with the former porn star. We just trying to. She she agreed to come on. We just trying to figure out a date when she gonna come in. I also want to change the term porn star because everybody not a star. She gotta show them titties. In any event, <laughs> she gotta show them titties. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying read a Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dan. Hell yeah. Peace.